Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. The secretary is dead. The president has evoked ghost podcast. Thank you, Tom. I need to try it again because I said I said evoked instead of invoked. <laughs> He's evoked it though, you know. But I want to. I want to. I'm all about accuracy. All right, okay. Right? The secretary is dead. The president has invoked ghost podcast. You, you still really? <laughs> I'm, my Wilkinson isn't strong. Actually, your Wilkinson's pretty good. That's not terrible, right? What were you gonna say? Um, no, it's just the podcast is just not. It doesn't hit like protocol. Okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. Podocast. Mm. It's not a very quoting movie. It's a vi- it's a visual film. It, not. I was thinking like, what quotes are you even going to use? This movie less of a talky, more of a runny. I uh, I jump and I podcast you. Sure. Right. I was maybe uh, the uh, did you did you podcast? Yeah, I podcast. Was I not supposed to podcast? I don't <laughs> no, know. That, that's good. I don't that's know. Good. What if it was? Know. What if punch, kick, fight, <laughs> podcast, jump? Yeah, yeah. probably that. Hello, everybody. My name is Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. Sitting across from me, very pointedly. Uh, yeah, I sit across from you every week. Well, but today... <laughs> today, I made a little stink about it. You made a little stink. Today, I'm usually a little stinker on this podcast. Today, you made a little stink. Uh, I was asked very politely to sit next to you, and I said, um, I don't want to. Uh, sitting next to me in the chair that is usually reserved for the guests... This is the thing. Where he... he Turn your phone off. I just hold on. I'm doing a great job. He can't do. We we can't do this podcast for one minute without us talking where we're all sitting. I got to talk about this because this is in the news. Okay. This is a big deal. It's in the news. Okay. Uh-huh. Sitting next to me, uh-huh. where a guest usually sits. Sure. Ben Hosley. He's kind of the guest. Yeah, I'm not the guest. I mean, oh. I'm just. Uh, we have a new producer here at Audio Boom. Yes, uh, a producer. Y- yes. Yeah. A, ra- a rage producer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, her name's Rachel. Yeah. A tiebreaker. Yeah. I guess you could help tie, you know. Tie breaks. Tie breaks. Finest film critic. Do you like movies? Criticism? She shrugs. Meat lover? Do you eat meat? No, Uh, you don't. Oh, wow. You're a veggie lover. Plant lover? Protein? (laughs) She's not in your head. Yep. She loves it. Yeah. She loves it. Have you ever detected a fart? I'm oh, sorry. I shouldn't yeah. ask you this. No, this, is, this is, these are my nicknames. This is kind of due diligence. I know this is tense right now. Uh-huh. New producer. Yes. In training. In training. First time on the board, Rachel is sitting in Ben's usual seat. Right. So Ben asked David to sit in the guest seat. Right. And David made a stinky poop in his life. He wagged his finger. No. I said, can I not? Yeah. yeah. So you said it like you, that. You did say it like yeah. that. Actually? Uh, mm, can I'd I, rather not. Could I tell you something really quick? It's like it's like I'm Mariah Carey and you like gave me a bowl of Skittles and I was like, um, there are green Skittles in this. <laughs> yeah. And I specifically said no green Skittles. Now this is your diva moment because of course today we're talking about your favorite action movie the last 10 years. Yeah, that's correct. We're talking about Ghost Pro. We're talking Ghost Pro. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast about filmographies. Mm-hmm. I forgot to say it's called Blank Check. Oh, sure. Nice. Yeah, to yeah. introduce the podcast. Yeah. It's Why called not? Blank Check. We're Concert of Context. Hashtag the two friends. You know it. <laughs> wow, great. But what's it about? Filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career were given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce baby. Mm-hmm. 
Now, today is kind of an interesting episode. What you mean in Brad Bird's career? He kind of had a blank check and then made such a dramatic lateral move. Yeah. He crossed a Rio Grande I feel line. Like, no, this is the thing. I feel like he had, they gave him the blank check and he was like, I'm going to put this over here for now. Yeah. Like, I still got it, but like, not this time. You I know would what I mean? argue this was a guarantor. Exactly. Like I, he, I think there is judgment against animation directors moving that's into the, live that's what action. It was. That's what it was. Right. He went to the bank yes. and he was like, I want to make, you know, a big live action original epic. Yeah. I don't know if he actually did that. And they were like, mm, we're looking over. You know, it's good and your credit's fine. And we got this one couple movie Oscars. star. This that's movie star nice. who has such a preternatural sense of filmmaking that he keeps any director on rails. <laughs> okay. Right. But I mean, don't this movie is them being like, if you could just yeah. like, like, do a year of car payments. This and then like a we'll small definitely... business loan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The director we're talking about is Brad Bird. That's right. The miniseries is called The Podcastables. That's right. And the film today that we are discussing is called Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission colon impossible hyphen ghost protocol. Uh, yes. That's my favorite thing about these movies is they can't have a colon after the title. Right. That like they can't, you know, like any other movie. Is it a dash? Yeah. Dash. Right. Yeah. 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 Not hyphen, hyphen, same not, thing, no, right. no, no, you're right. It's not. It's an yeah. M dash. You're right. Right. You're right. You're right. It's an M dash. Right. Because uh, uh, putting the hyphen there makes it sound like it's a last name. Because, well, this my name is Mission is, Impossible is, Ghost right. Protocol. Right. My name is uh, Jeremy Ghost Protocol Hershkowitz. <laughs> I just remember when the title was announced, people were like, Mission Impossible 4 was right there. Yeah. Yeah, you could have just done that. Up until that point, a franchise without subtitles. But the, still, MI2, remember, was M colon yeah. I M dash 2. Yes. It was a bit, you yeah. know, yeah. It was cool, though. Yeah. I was yeah. all about MI2 as a title. But then at Mission Impossible 3, they were just like, forget that. It's just right. Mission Impossible 3. No right. M dash. Right. And, and then, then it, this one, that was the twist. They were cagey about the title. Everyone was the like, M dash is what back. Do you, what do you mean cagey? It's a fucking. It's called four. What and do you the, mean? Well, and then they also said it's called. Then when they said it's called Ghost Protocol, people were like, maybe like any other title. Yeah. Ghost. What the hell what, is what Ghost Protocol? And now everyone knows what Ghost Protocol is. Yeah, to the extent that Rogue Nation, which is a very Ghost Protocol-y title, right? I mean, these are Bondy titles, right? You know, it's right? not a standard like, where it's like, okay, every movie they're going to initiate some new thing with a weird name, a weird code name, and then when the new one, which yeah. will be coming out shortly after this episode Actually, releases. Yeah, I should find out. Is it out yet? I think it won't like be out when? yet, but close. That's my guess. That's your Griff guess? Yeah, but it's just called Fallout. And I'm like, don't describe the emotional state of the character. Describe his right. status as a citizen. It's out basically a month from now. This okay. is coming out in June. It's out in July. Yeah. I'm so pumped for it. Uh, this is a good franchise. Franchise we like a lot. I, we love this franchise. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast One over of the years. One those franchises where we have occasionally discussed maybe just do a miniseries on that. Um, yes. Because it is such an autodrum franchise. And I think it would be fun to do. But now we just have to cover each of the directors individually. Well, we've already done one of the directors, or done another of his films. Yeah. Christopher McQuarrie. We did Jack Reacher. And we did one of J.J. Abrams' pictures. That's right. We did Star Wars. Yes. So, uh, so I we mean, just got to do a Gap, De Palma miniseries, a John Woo miniseries, right. which would be interesting in its own way. Yes. I mean, he kind of went off the rails there. Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, the movie's called Ghost Pro. Mm -hmm. It is, of course, as we all know, the, the second best, best Mission Impossible see, I knew film. You was the best Mission Impossible film. It's the second film. best Mission Impossible One of the film. best films of its year. Um, One of the best action films of my life. 2012? In 2011. 2011? Mm-hmm. 
It's in my top five. Might have been my ten. Uh, now you very erroneously called it your favorite summer blockbuster of the modern era. <laughs> Shut up. And yes. I will never let you live this. I down. was on Todd Vanderwerf's podcast, Friend of the show, a Past while and back, Guests. and he asked us to pick like five summer movies of like the last ten years. And you did a like lot that. of wind up going. Wait till you hear what mine I did. Is. That's that's why it sucked. Because if, if people, I had just mentioned it, and Todd had been like, "That movie came out not yep. in the," and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sorry." Because other people kept on but citing I other it. movies, and you were like, "Close for me, that's my three. Right, like, right. and then you saved it. And guess what? That movie's a Christmas present. Um. It's a Christmas movie. It's still so weird, you know, because every single Mission Impossible movie yeah. has come out in the summer. It's a summer franchise. Except for this one. Mm-hmm. But this one came out December 16th, came out Christmas. And that's because... Even though it's set in, like, hot places. Franchise had a little it's dirt on Dubai, it. Dubai, you know, like, it's got a, lot, got a lot of, like, desert. The franchise had a little dirt on it at this point. Yeah. Tom Cruise, the star was a little rusty, a little grimy. And this is kind of the thing that, that gave him his groove back. He has not been able to reclaim top, unassailable, across-the-board Tom Cruise status. Right. But this franchise and how successfully this movie revived the franchise. It kept him afloat. Brought him back up for air. Because he's got, after War of the Worlds, a film yeah. we've discussed, Mission Impossible 3, which is um, seen as a flop. Right. Make money, but disappointment. Uh, very Big disappointing, disappointment. certainly relative to two. And this was the first time that people went like, oh, I think the Tom Cruise personal life is fully overshadowing. Right. That was the movie where all the War of the Worlds stuff actually crested onto Mission Impossible right. 3. Because War of the Worlds, everyone's Did freaking fine. out about Tom Cruise, right. but it made a ton but of money. That was the one, and it was yeah. obviously very sold on Cruise. Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds is yeah. sold on Aliens. Right. Then you got Lions for Lambs. So then... The, Interesting fact. Yeah. I covered the red carpet for that movie. Really? For People Magazine. Did you get to meet TC? Uh, yes. Do you know what he told me? What? Great to be in London. That is so sweet. Wait, but why were you in London? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I lived in London. What? what Wait, grew up there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, you... What? Grew up Hold there? on. It was actually Wait, my last... Oh, really? You done? Is it over? Uh, so Rachel, at this point, uh, drop in uh, Big Ben chimes for approximately four and a half minutes. Is that what you usually do? I don't listen to the final episodes. I actually played the whole "God Save the Queen." Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> you can public domain. You certainly yeah, can. You totally can. You should pick a patriotic new patriotic British song every time. Like you could play like Jerusalem or Rule Britannia, like all those songs they always play. Wait, but how do you know all these songs? Yeah, why are oh, you just like, listing these off? It's like so weird. Like it's part of your background. Yeah. So. Two, two big things no, happened. I just want to tell you about the red carpet for Lions for Lambs. I thought you did. I, I was, it was raining uh, very hard, as it often does in London. Wait, but why were you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was raining very hard. I had been assigned to go because Cruz was walking the carpet. Yeah. And people's like, you know, and especially, it's 2007. Yeah. You know, Katie Holmes is... Uh, way up there what? like you know this is people want a quote was he walking and not running well that's what I was about to tell you oh, okay so because it's like I don't I think Meryl and Robert Redford were there actually mm-hmm. the other and like you know Michael Pena or whoever sure. whoever else is Andrew Garfield movie. an early Garfield yeah. picture I mean, yeah. he probably was there I was probably like who's that yeah Um. so but I'm there it's raining mm-hmm. Uh. I'm on the red carpet it's a Tom Cruise red carpet so there are a ton of yeah. fans yeah and he it was 90 minutes I watched him. I clocked it. 90 mm-hmm. minutes of going up to every single fan yeah. and he does whatever they want him to do. Yeah. So a lot of it's autographs, but a lot of them had phones with their parents or f- sisters or whatever on the phone. He gets the phone. He talks to the person on the phone. 
he like takes a picture with you. He go like he it was like watching a like politician, you know, like but like who not just any old politician, like the like Bill Clinton circa ninety two or whatever, like some kind of like retail politician who's like a genius. I don't understand. And then he comes up to us and says, yeah. It's great to be in London. Yeah. <laughs> walks into the I don't understand how he uh how anyone has that much energy. He, he's uh, uh it was it was something to behold for sure. Like I wanna, not like Jamie yeah. Foxx, who I covered as well, and yeah. if I told you that story where he drove his SUV down the red carpet cool. into the lobby cool. of the theater inside, comes out, strikes five like robot poses, yeah. like for the paparazzi, and then goes, The kingdom, see it, and then gets back in the car, which reverses up the red carpet. Good bit. Five comedy points. I have two follow-up questions. It was amazing. He wasn't even like pretending to go see the movie. Was it the premiere of the kingdom? It was the premiere of the kingdom. I got great quotes from Jennifer Garner though. So my boss was really happy. So you should have responded when he said the kingdom, go see it. And then got in his car and backed up. He said, no, you go see the kingdom. We're walking into the theater. We're the, the ones who are about to see the kingdom. The you fucker kingdom. getting out of here. Yeah. Wait, but why you right. would have been in the United States at that point? No, that was in London too. What? But why? I was a little red carpet boy. Clearly, I had mm-hmm. no idea. Lights, camera, Sims over here. I once almost. Like, uh, you know what? You're full of surprises. I've got, <laughs> I've got so many red carpet stories from the from like that year of films. Like I met like Jerry Seinfeld, oh, six, oh, like B yeah, movie. Like B movie yeah. You know what I mean? Like Colin Firth for something, and I like fell in love with him just like talking to him. He's oh, like six, one of those oh, guys. Seven, who's what like, would have that been? So no, it's oh seven oh eight. Oh seven oh eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Furthy from 08. we had Stardust. I did that one. Oh yeah, Golden Compass. That was a lot of stars. Yeah. Uh, Nicole was there and Daniel Craig and all those people. Uh, Ella Blue. Uh, God damn it. That would have been a good Dakota Blue pull. Richards, I think is yeah. her name. Yeah, all whatever. Right. So Lines Ella Blue for is John Travolta's daughter who's in Old Dogs. I just want to, I want to do, right. This is the cruise context I want to give. Yeah. He had always been a Paramount guy with very few exceptions. Uh-huh. Kind of had first look at Paramount. Right. Cruz Wagner was kind of that was set a up shingle. with them. Right. right. Because the movie where he transitions to being a producer as well, mm-hmm. packaging his movies, mm. Is Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible one? And that's, that's his first credit as a producer. He, he picks a big director he wants to work with, Brian De Palma. Right, because before he would sort of look for directors' projects, but and here he places himself in their the hands. Director. He says, "Now I'm going to hire auteurs." And also, people have been trying to lock him down for a franchise for years. He goes, "Finally, I've picked my franchise. Sure. Here's the Tom Cruise franchise." Dusting off an old 60s TV show, yeah. Martin Landau, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's Tom Cruise time, right? Mm-hmm. Iconic theme song. But yeah. a pretty, pretty malleable franchise, right? Yeah. The, impossible mission The impossibles force. are missing. Right. The impossibles are what missing. The what the fuck what am that? I talking about? Let me eat a piece of bagel twist. Clearly, I need to rebound here. S- sound the alarm. Oh, God. Rachel, if you can turn that up. Ugh, please. I'm just giving you all the things you don't know. So Ben always turns that up. Way, way <laughs> up. Like cranks it all the way up. Ben? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> all right. So he's a Paramount guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mission he, Impossible is his franchise, mm. and after the kind of blow-up of Mission Impossible 3, mm. he goes to dinner with Sumner Redstone. He also splits with Wagner, right? Splits with Wagner. Because this is a Tom Cruise production, mm-hmm. not a Cruise-Wagner production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Splits with Wagner. Yeah. Paula Wagner. I think she might have followed him to United Artists. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm looking around. But, like, fires his manager, fires his publicist, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Paramount. Yeah, that was when he replaced his manager with like his sister. Right? Yes, correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. He really like sort of uh, took to the bunkers for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, Paramount, Sumner Redstone, head of Viacom, super scary man. 
Yeah, crazy old man. Who has been uh, weekend at Bernie's by his family for the last Very five so. years. Let's not get sued, but uh, sure. allegedly he is non mentis in some way. Maybe, right. I don't know. He goes, Tom, personal life's overshadowed the movies. You don't have a home at Paramount anymore. United Artists, MGM, struggling to stay afloat, new cash infusion, wants to make a big splash. They go, United Artists, a studio started by Charlie Chaplin, Lillian Gish. Yeah. What was supposed to be a haven for well, it stars. it was at times, and then it would get sold off. Right, then it was know. a shingle, it was an yeah. indie kind of division, of whatever. Things. They said, Tom Cruise, how would you like to have your own mini studio? Right. Tom Cruise, here's United Artists, you make whatever you want. Yeah. And so he announces, bold new era of Tom Cruise, United Artists, Passion Projects, Lions for Lambs. <laughs> Which is the lowest grossing Tom Cruise movie in Yeah, years. and no one remembers that it existed. He yeah. made a movie with Robert Redford and Meryl Streep, like a big Iraq war drama. Like a talky chamber drama. Yeah, like he three plays offices. like a senator and he's just like, the reason we go to war is this. I've got my glasses in my hand. That is like, the it's fundamental like, yes or no question of our time. Yeah. That's his big line in the trailer. How exciting. <laughs> that is the fundamental yes or no question of our time. Then he made Valkyrie the next year, right. which is sort of like... Does okay, but small for a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Does like, better than people remember. Yeah, but is maybe directed by a monster. <laughs> uh, also, he's in Tropic Thunder that year, right? Which was sort of you know him him being like, see, I'm a funny guy. Yeah, that's a fun cameo. I like yeah. that cameo. I do t- too. I do too. I do think it's a little bit of Tom Cruise like really trying to be like I. And funny. Like, yeah. don't worry about me. I'm not creepy. But I, I mean, it's funny. I agree. I, it feels he's, a little desperate to me in that sense. At it, you know? I also wish he had done it without all the makeup. Yeah. It's a little uh, borderline anti-Semitic at times. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that character type works just as well as if he looks like Tom Cruise as opposed to Right, but they had this whole pitch where it would be face. like a surprise. Right? Remember yeah, that? I, I get it. But like also you could give him a mustache. Like there are other ways to surprise him. <laughs> like a Groucho him. mustache? Yeah. Like he has the glasses and the mustache and then at the end of the movie he's like, by the way, right. I was Tom Cruise all Yeah, along. exactly. You don't have to go like, here's the surprise. We're well, going to make him in. look like. Ben, Ben's, Ben's I'm okay with all of this except yeah. I like the hairy arms. Yeah, the hairy arms are That's good. good and, and he's touch. got the weird hands like that are like right. a little too big. Right. What, what if that had been the disguise? It looked like Tom Cruise but the arms were really hairy and I was like, well, but that can't be Tom. It's Cruise. like then a Superman I'm, thing where we're like, no, I'm Clark in. Kent has glasses. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Tom Cruise's arms are normal hair. Smooth forearms. <laughs> so then night and day, another sort of. Sort of so now he goes to Fox Universal. Yeah. The United Artists thing is like dead. Yeah, Experiment's dead in the water. Goes to Fox. It was a big deal. He's juggling a couple possibilities of what he could do. I think he almost did Salt. Yeah. Salt he was very close to doing. Who is salt? Uh, I believe it's Angel Angel. That's right. Um, but that was like a big deal at the time where it's like, guess who they replaced Tom Cruise with Angelina Jolie. And they're not even rewriting yeah, the movie. Yeah. 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 Salt's okay. I I, like I'm salt. sure it is. I've never seen it. Oh, you never saw it? No, I'm more of a pepper guy myself. So Rachel, uh, right here, if you want to drop an audio of just gales of laughter, <laughs> like a wild, like, um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have Andrew to. You're really gonna have to Square sw- sweeten that up. <laughs> just make it sound like all of Audio Boom is giving me a standing O. Oh God, just ignore him. All right, so night do- and day doesn't really do well. Eh. His movies still do well overseas. So yeah, they don't really lose. That's money. the thing. On, the pitch on him now, the like official word on Tom Cruise is 
the star is faded. He's now more like he's drifting into Stallone territory where he's a big enough name to yeah. carry a budget. You always get pressed, but you got to cap those budgets. He's not a blockbuster guy. So anymore. then he announces, I'm making Mission Impossible 4. Right. And there was a moment in between these two points, Mission Impossible 3 and where we are right now, the right. stuff we've gone over, where Paramount was like, maybe we maybe keep we doing Mission Impossible him. without right. him. And, and there was this five-year gap, right. fairly large gap. Brad Gray is running Paramount. Yep. The late great Brad Gray. Yep. Uh, he had been Brad Pitt's manager and producing partner for years, and he apparently was very bullish on the idea of it's Brad Pitt, he's the head of the IMF, and it's a bunch of young recruits. The movie uh-huh. is Brad Pitt uh-huh. with a team of okay. youngins. Okay, sure. Right. That kind of came close to happening. They finally go, okay, Cruz, we're going to keep you on a tighter leash. We'll do Mission Impossible 4, but their original stake was, we'll do Mission Impossible 4 to let you pass the baton. Yes, the the that original was the pitch. pitch was we're going to do Mission Impossible Four. They hire Brad Bird, you know, which is a, a nice hire. Right. I remember the shortlist being like Brad Bird, Edgar Wright. There was someone else cool who was sure, on there, like cool, cool directors. They were all cool directors. Um, but they also hired Jeremy Renner, who's yeah. like uh, coming off of the Hurt Locker and the yeah. Town, and like you know he's an Oscar nominee, and everyone thinks he's going to be a new star. They had written that role for a guy in his twenties. Yeah. And there was the shortlist. They were doing crazy screen tests on like every young actor. Anthony Mackie got really close to getting it. I guess he plays younger. Uh, Kevin Zeigers from Transamerica weirdly got very close to getting it. Thank God that didn't happen. Right? Isn't it Zegers? There's an Maybe. I in there? Maybe. I think it's Zegers. Maybe. There's one other guy in the shortlist who I'm forgetting. But everyone was like, which actor who looks around 29 <laughs> is going to be the next star of the Mission Impossible franchise? So it was kind of a curveball when it was Renner. Mm-hmm. who's only like four or five years younger than Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's now 47. Yeah. So when he made this, he's early 40s. And also that he was more established at that point. They thought they were going to go with someone who was like real Yeah, he's like coming. an Oscar nominee. Right, he was he's an Oscar nominee like for Best Lead Actor. And at this point, he's signing up to franchises left and right. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Which they thought they were going to make 12 of those. <laughs> 12? Seven at least. <laughs> all right. Uh, he's Hawkeye. Yeah, of course, we all Avengers. remember him up at the Crow's Nest in Thor. Not taking a shot. A scene that cuts together very well. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I guess Bourne happens a little after this. Yeah, Bourne is 2012, though, so, right. you know, not long after. But everyone is kind of going, like, he's the new workhorse guy. He's the new workhorse guy. That's interesting. I guess Mission Impossible is going to be handed over to Jeremy Renner. Less baggage. Sure. He'll do it. Smaller salary. He'll do it. Um, do it. He'll do it. But late in the game... Chris McQuarrie gets brought on, mm-hmm. who had written Valkyrie for Tom Cruise. Yep. Cruise is now big on him, asking him to come in, do, do punch-ups, do rewrites. And he is trying to do a Hail Mary pass on the script, which it's is— in the middle of filming. Yeah. That he came on board. Oh, wow. It's that late. Yeah. And he was like, first of all, you can't fucking get rid of Tom Cruise. Right. And he goes to the studio and makes the whole pitch on, like, this is Tom Cruise's franchise. Right. You can't do it. Which is why Jeremy Renner's character arc is— weird in this movie because they kind of like mid production reconceptualized what the movie was that the way here's the way he puts it yeah it was the middle of the shoot uh i had to communicate with everyone to determine what i could or couldn't change what sets had been built what scenes had already been shot what scenes could be reshot i learned a lot about production being right there yada 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 the script has all had all these great sequences, but the mystery was very complicated, and I just pulled things out of it to make it simpler. That's how he describes his role. He basically like said, like the plot of this doesn't matter. Like what you want are those big set pieces, so let's just make this mystery very, very, very simple. Like 
Maybe that includes more Renner stuff that he's like, no, like that's not important. I get that feeling and I get the feeling that it was supposed to end with Renner fully taking the lead. And he probably said like, no, it's got to be Cruz. We have to find something else to keep Renner here, which is where the wife stuff comes in. You know? Yeah, I think it's good. Um, Now, this is where I think we get to the fundamental disconnect. Griffin, Griffin, shut up for a second. Ben... Did you know that 66% of men lose their hair by age 35? Don't get me started. When you notice it, it's it's just too late. And it's you, already gone. Yeah. All the hair. You, you look in your shower drain and you're like, where did it all come from? Where did all hair all come from? And it came from you. It came from the top of your head. How are you going to feel in a year? Instead, it's business as usual up on the top of your head. I would love it. Rather than hairline receding, how about it comes back? Yes, please. All right. Well, forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, for skin care, for sexual wellness, for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is going to connect you with real doctors, medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. So now, David, wait, are you saying that well-known generic equivalents and name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair are now on the market and available and for a reasonable price? See, if you go to forhims.com, there's no uh, toggle or like drop-down bar for snake oil pills, for gas station supplements. You're not going to buy, you know, powdered tiger over here. You're going to buy real generic brand uh, medical things that will help you keep your hair. Uh, You just answer a few questions. Okay. Doctor reviews and prescribes you medicine. There's no awkward visit. You save hours and the product goes right to your door. So I don't even have to go to a waiting room and like read some weird old magazine. You just have to go to the information superhighway. Wow. That's the World Wide Web. Thank you. All right. So blank check listeners are going to get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies, supplies last. Uh, you could just look at forhims.com for full details. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. You go to forhims.com slash check. Oh, okay, sure. Great. So I just I just checked that I've typed that in, right? What is Griffin? Am I talking to Griffin Newman right now? Come what? on. No, I mean, I was on time and I'm not eating anything <laughs> currently on the microphone. No, you go to F-O-R. Do you like that, Griff? <laughs> Dunked on your ass. Sorry. <laughs> you go to F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash check for hymns dot com slash check. There you go. All right. So back to the nonsense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mission possible. Ghost protocol. So it is interesting to me that this movie, um, it does sound like it was a complicated production. Yeah. They did change it around. They did have this weird concept of making crews leave and then sort of double back on it. Yeah. All interesting considering that it's a perfect movie that makes me so happy and I've watched it a million times and I don't care. Okay, so here's our divide on the movie. Yeah, yeah. But the, the divide is like, I love it, you like it a lot, yeah. right? Like, it's not like it's not like that extreme a divide. I, I can sense the lack of a script on this movie. Yeah. I think set piece for set piece, it's right. perfect. But these movies don't need scripts. But I think Rogue Nation has a great script, which is why Rogue Nation is the best one. Yeah, I, 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 I think Rogue I, Nation I is the only Rogue one that works Nation. as a story. I love I Rogue Nation. I think it has a story. It spins a yarn for us, Benjamin. I agree. I really love Rogue Nation, so it's like I have no beef yeah. with loving Rogue Nation. But this movie was directed by Brad Bird. Let me settle this. Yeah. I kind of like Rogue Nation better. Thank you. Tie Sorry. Breaker. Tiebreaker. Sorry. I like Brad Bird more than I like Christopher McQuarrie. 
but I think the gap between scripts in these two films is wider than the gap between direction. Okay, but you know what? I knew we were going to do this, and I don't want to do it. That's honestly, the end because we're not talking about Rogue Nation. We're talking about Ghost Protocol. We'll talk about that in our next miniseries, silly. The Pot of the Cast, our Christopher McQuarrie mask. I guess that would be the, the pot that of would the be cast. the move, right? I mean, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because when this movie came out, Rogue Nation didn't exist. Correct. And instead, we were watching a movie that was like Tom Cruise's whole reputation was on the line. And we were watching him literally like claw it back in front of us. And he successfully and it is thrilling. It's as thrilling as someone climbing the Burj Dubai. He Burj successfully Khalifa. finds his angle for a new decade. Yeah. Which is Tom Cruise is the only movie star willing Tom to Cruise almost die. Is a maniac. He's a maniac. <laughs> it was I will do I've anything about on it. camera. I think it's I think it's deliberate where even if he doesn't know it's deliberate, where it's like, right, the public now perceives him as a maniac. Yeah. He should just be a maniac. Yeah, correct. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, what a maniac, you know? That's the other thing like, I like about Rogue Nation. He, this is a movie about everyone realizing he's a maniac. That's, but this movie's like that, too. Yeah. But this in this movie, he's like a conductor sure. of a great symphony. Yeah. That is what this movie is. And the symphony is people screaming, you're a maniac. Right, right. Like, whereas this movie is him working with an orchestra, and Rogue Nation is a movie where it's like, we only have a dump truck and he's like, doesn't matter. It's going to make great music right now. You know, because like in Rogue Nation, the things get so ridiculous where yeah. they're like, uh, we've lost the codes. He's like, I know all the codes. How do you know all the codes? I memorized them. How would you possibly be able to do that? I just did. Like, it's always like he just does the thing that no one could ever well, do. Right. Ethan Hunt has I mean, never. This movie has that too, but Rogue yeah. Nation's just like more like higher. Ethan Hunt has never really been a character. He's no. interesting when he overlaps with Tom Cruise. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. A made up name. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. It's like literally someone in the 90s was like, who's cool? And they were like, Ethan, Ethan Hunt. And they were like, all right, Ethan Hawk. Can we just like fuddle follow that yeah. a little bit? What's the thing Ethan that America Hunt? loves? Hunting. <laughs> Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. We don't know anything about him. We know everything about him. What? Like, where's he from? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, who well, we is know he? everything else. Well, we don't know that, but we know everything <laughs> else about him. <laughs> what is the impossible, Im- impossible mission force? Uh, I don't know. That's, I love that they didn't say that out loud until like the third one. Like they kept right. on doing IMF because they were like, this is too corny in a yeah. modern age. The third one is very like, no, let's figure out like how the IMF works. You know, right. the first two are very, more just sort of like he gets a tape. And let's say that's. What are they having for lunch? <laughs> yeah, seriously. That is the other What's thing. What's like the org tree? <laughs> the other is Lawrence thing, Fishburne above Billy Grunner? The other thing that actually helps this movie get made is the rise of J.J. Abrams. Because he directs three. It's his yes. first film. Mm-hmm. But now Bad Robot's become a powerhouse. Right. He's made Star Trek. Right. He's a, hit. a big dude at Paramount. Super 8 was a big hit. Yep. And so he really pushes, I'm now the production company behind this franchise. And he and Cruz love each other. Right. They're like, great. We're right. going to make a movie. We're the ones developing it. Uh, the way Jeremy Renner got cast in this was he was meeting to play the dad in Super 8. Yeah. And uh, JJ decided he was wrong for that. But then said, like, wait, do you like Mission Impossible? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, those movies are fun. Sure. And he's like, stop the presses. Get Kevin Zeigers out of here. <laughs> it's it's Zeiger. Who cares? I don't he's know. not a real person. I mean, I didn't he doesn't care exist. Until... He's a fictional character. That's probably true. He's never been a person. I, I challenge. If any listener can call in and tell us that they met. Kevin Zeiger. Either one. It doesn't matter. It's an imaginary friend. I also like how this movie puts Tom Cruise against the um, Nordic Tom Cruise 
and the Indian Tom Cruise. Like Michael Nyquist <laughs> yes, and, yes. Anil, and Anil Kapoor are yeah. both older, like yeah. when they're in this movie and yeah. like their their stardom is firmly set. But those are both guys who in yeah. their respective countries yes. kind of were like a Tom Cruise type in there at the, like the height of their fame. Yes. And Correct. I think that's great. I do too. It's one of the many things I think is great about this movie. And Tom Wilkinson is of course the English Tom <laughs> What if that was true? Like, oh, he was the English Tom Cruise. Like, did you see like the movie where you know he like baked a pie? Like, whatever like the English version of that is. Uh, every Mission Impossible movie has had a different head of the IMF, right? So in one, Voight. it's Voight. In two, it's Hopkins. Right, who got paid like eight million dollars for one scene. There was like a was big it that deal. Much? He yeah. got paid. It was a big deal how egregious his salary was because then he gave it all to charity or something. Sure, three like a it, loser. Is three Fishburne is the head. Yes. In four, it's Wilkinson, sort of. Uncredited. Yes. Yeah. And then in five, it's Alec Baldwin. Right, but he's kind of adopted it. Yeah. It's like they're, they're but the But then in six, kid. it's Baldwin, too. So six right. is the first one that's going to like Direct carry sequel, thing over. one director doing more than but one. But this is the first movie. Well, Ving Rhames is always popping up. Like, that's the one thing Mission Impossible had. It was like people expected Ving Rhames, right? <laughs> right. It was like Tom Cruise is in them, and Ving Rhames will show up at some point. Right, because the first one, he's got a team. Yeah, they he's all on the team. die. Yeah, Ving's well, the only got, one who survives. You got Estevez, right. Emilio. Yeah. Uh, who else is on the team? The the French lady. Oh, uh, Manuel Bear. Yeah. Emmanuel Bear. Voight. Emmanuel Bear. John Voight. I'm just going to look over there. Academy yeah. Award winner, John Voight. Yeah. That was a trivia question Academy once Award that we winner. were really proud of getting correctly, which was how many Academy Award nominees have appeared across the five Mission Impossible. Oh, when we got them all. Yeah. yeah that is hard. Yeah, because there are a bunch of them. Um, Voight looks sickly. Now? Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, you're worried about him? <laughs> yeah. He makes a lot of, like, MAGA movies now, right? Like, he's yeah. sort of leaning into, like, the, the Trump thing. Well, he's also playing Trump at the Hall of Presidents. Hey, uh, f- funny. Have you seen that robot? Uh, yeah, it's weird. Looks like John Voight. Uh, ben, have you seen the robot? Ben, the Wi-Fi's bad. He bears resemblance to Trump. Ben, the Wi-Fi's being hey, you bad. know what? What? I saw that. Yeah. And I, I had the same thought. Yeah, I went like this. Hmm. That robot bears a resemblance to John Voight. I was okay. like, all right, wait, me, hold, on, hold 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 Wi-Fi's bad, Ben. <laughs> oh my God! This guy won't do? stop going on and on about the same subjects. Oh, geez, sorry. Why don't you mention the Wi-Fi? Don't you want to play the box himself. office game later? All right. What do you want me to do? Uh, nothing. It's do you okay. want me to yell at the router? Uh, uh, they kind of do that in this movie. David, stop <laughs> yelling at Rachel. All right. Unbelievable. It's her first day. It's her first day. She's doing a great job. This guy. It's you know. It's a lot. Some of us are trying to keep the train moving. Hey, you know what? We should sit next to each other more often. We should. <laughs> Definitely should not. <laughs> you want a piece of my bagel? I should be yeah. sitting next to Griffin. <laughs> Make sure to eat it on Mike. Oh, Griffin, I ate my whole bagel twist like half an hour ago. You have eaten two bites of it. I'm savoring it. I had dinner with you the other day. Uh-huh. You got fried chicken. like uh, yeah. You essentially got Japanese chicken tenders. Yeah. You ate like two. I took three home. I got another thing. Yeah, you did get a little like rice bowl thingy as well. And to be fair, I was drinking beer. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, you're right. These are good. Yeah, it's really good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is a uh, beer. I like beer. Okay. Mission Impossible. Ghost, Ghost protocol. protocol. So 
Um, I also think, well, for one, this movie had a lot of IMAX shit. It had that IMAX yes. um, package, you know, where it like gets rolled out in IMAX. And mm-hmm. You want to see it in IMAX. Big sequence of shot in IMAX, IMAX. But the other thing was that um, the opening of Dark Knight Rises was going to play before the movie. Right. So they were that was coupled in. I believe the movie, much like the Dark Knight Rises, was had no 3D option. Yep. Which is, again, Bird, uh, you know. Like Nolan kind of being like, eh, fuck that shit. I'm not, I think you know. Cruise has also only done one 3D movie, right? Which one? Oblivion? I believe so. Oblivion. Tom Cruise is a two-dimensional man. <laughs> sure. He needs a two-dimensional medium. So, um, but, but there no. was like a weird thing. I mean, they, they oh, thought this was going to be a summer was... release. They posted it to Christmas. People yeah. wondered if it was damaged goods. And yeah, no, definitely. Like, the hype was low, and my hype was low. Yeah. I, I, I was excited about the Brad Bird angle. Yeah. But even that, I was kind of like... I don't know. Like, can he handle this? I kind had of a so movie? much faith in Bird. I was excited, but I was excited. I mean, like, I was there. Yeah. So my brother, but I definitely was not like I feel about going to see Mission Impossible Six this summer, where I'm sure. like, I love Mission Impossible. You know, like I had liked Three a lot, yeah. but thought it was a little odd. Yeah, it's an odd movie. It's not a movie. I like it. I do too. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, not. I do. I really <laughs> yeah. do. Not quite as good as these ones, but, but it's not a movie. But it also was kind of a, a franchise reset. Hoffman. Yeah, that was uh, Hoffman's unbelievable. Abrams was like, "I want to make them team movies again," and right. he sort of reset. Has a fun the board. team. You get Maggie Simon Pegg in there, and and Jonathan Rhys Meyers right. and Simon Pegg, who, who he carries over because he he is a lot of fun. But in the that movie, yeah. and that role was intended for. Do you know who? Griffin Newman. If only Ricky Gervais. Oh. Which, like, talk about a bullet dodge! Wow. Fun right? fact about Ricky Gervais. I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah. Here we go. It's an atheist. This is the thing about Ricky Gervais, and people don't know this. Yeah, no, I, I've read that somewhere. Doesn't believe in God. Not, yeah, not a religious guy. Yeah, but also, yeah, he's an atheist. He, yeah, 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 no, no, totally, totally. Yeah. Hey, David, have you heard about this? Um, you heard about this? Yeah, no, about he doesn't this. believe. <laughs> what does this? he do now? Remember a Derek? When I, no, that's done. I think. Well, I know he's he's not going to church. <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know why? Doesn't believe in God. That one. <laughs> You did this bit like two years ago. Yep. It was funny then. Yeah. It's funny now. It's, it's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think I, I, he tours. He still does stand up. I he don't definitely know. does his stand up. I think yeah. he might have like some Netflix thing. He keeps like, on doing dumb Netflix things. I mean, they did an office follow up that none of us watched because we were like, hey, remember when the office ended perfectly? Right. Yeah. Hey, we don't need that. Let's at ignore all. it. Yeah. He literally did a follow up that we all Everyone collectively like, chose to ignore. Just don't talk. Just don't talk about it. The office ended perfectly. But that this was the year where Gervais was still like this hot new like English comedian to a Hollywood. Right. So right. they were like, yeah, he'll be funny. I mean, I'm talking about 06. Yeah, you put know. him in a Taylioni rom com. Right. But then in so in in three pegs, just the guy at the computer. But in this right. one, he's a. Uh, He's out in the field. He's Benji. Out um, it keeps the team yes. concept, but it just says Peg. New new team. You add in Paula Patton, who's coming off of Precious. Who I love. Who I love and who who else loves her? Well, he's got to get her back. Robin Thicke. <laughs> Wrote a whole album about gotta her. Got to get her back. It was creepy. He didn't. Have you ever, I mean, you watched that music video, right? Oh, sure. That's about him trying to get her back where he casts another actress to play her. Yeah. And the whole video is them naked making out together. And it's like, Ew. I don't know if she's going to love this. Then didn't he like get in, he didn't he get some bo- some shit later? Like he's a creep, right? Yeah, he sucks. Okay. Well, that's why they split up. Right. He was like cheating on her all the yeah. time. Yeah, he's a creep. Right. That was the thing. And there was also, right. There was that lawsuit where Pharrell was like, 
Yeah, I kind of just wrote that song. He was like in the corner, like yeah. asleep. Right, the, Mar- <laughs> like, the like Marvin he was like Gaye, completely out of his mind. The Marvin right. Gaye estate sued Robin Thicke, saying that he had stolen, I think, the main bass line. Yeah. Uh, from Gotta Give It Up, four blurred lines. And the way that he avoided having to pay out was he had to testify in front of court, like, I didn't really write that song at all. Right, right, right. So yes, he, had that was, to, he had to admit, like, yeah, I, I didn't really I do any that shit in. I literally Skyped that shit in. Yeah. All right. Everyone so, felt so bad for me that Pharrell wrote a song because I Paula couldn't Patton, write it myself. She's great. She's great. You got to get her back. What um, happened to her? I don't know. She was in Warcraft. I was hey, tough. I think that, was, that was supposed to be what? another big thing for what her. You mean tough? <laughs> Go on. This is good. Yeah? It was good. I, 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 is this like a bit? I'm a, not a bit. I'm a video game movie guy, officially. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. And you liked it? I did. Did you see it in theaters? No. Okay. All right. But uh, what else did I Oh, uh, what's the... Um, the Assassin's Creed is good. This is what is this? I swear, uh, I, I saw I that movie. Swear. Here's what I want to say about Assassin's Creed. I don't think it's good. It's a little interesting. I mean, little just interesting. the Kurzel's interesting. Yeah. Do you like video game movies now because you view them all pretending they're part of the Wreck-It Ralph universe? Oh, somewhat. I don't know if I've ever. That's interesting. Them. You like Assassin's Creed because you're like, I can't wait till ben. Ralph shows up. Right. We'll start I, 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 I'm, I'm killing this, but one last question. Have you seen the Resident Evil movies? No. I think you'd really get a kick out I of it. I think you'd like that. You'd really like them. They're you really, like really those. good. The second one is rough, so you kind of got to like make it through that one. Right. But then like after three on, fucking great. So good. You know what I'm writing down? Resident Evil movies. Ricky Gervais, and Atheist. Ben is taking out a pen. He is writing down... That like she has robot looks like John. Here's her Boyd. post. Here's her post protocol. Okay, one comedy point. Jumping the broom. Yeah, fine. Like that, that comedy. Was, she's trying to make herself a man of comedy. League. Two guns in which two there, guns. T- there are two of them. Hashtag the two guns. Uh, something called baggage claim. That's another rom com that she produced, but she didn't star in. About last night. No, she's in it apparently. She's know. in it, but she's not the star. It's and Paula Patton. Fine. About last night. I, she's kind of key supporting part in that, not one of the leads. The perfect match. It's another rom com. She really went in on the rom com. Maybe that's the one that she produced. Yeah, that's the one she produced. The duo. Baggage claim she starred in. Right. She's the, the female lead in the duo over. And then Warcraft. And then like, that's the last we heard of her. Yeah. Come well, on. Here's oh no, a, she's got a TV show. Which I think it's already between. done. She had an ABC show that ran uh, for yeah, right. seven it just episodes. Like got canceled, right. um, the other thing about Paula Patton is she worked in documentary films for like 10 plus years. She's great. She like, But she like got a film degree, was like, I'm not, I'll never make it as an actress. And like just worked for PBS and did like, okay. was like a segment producer for like medical shows and shit before she was like, fuck it, I want to be an actress. So she didn't start acting until like 2005. And then very quickly started like booking big parts, but movies that didn't really work. Deja Vu, supposedly a big movie, didn't really work. Idlewild, she's very good and doesn't work. And then this was kind of the moment where everyone was like, okay. Well, she's been in Precious. Precious, she yeah. killed she's, it. She's great. Very underrated in Precious, didn't get enough credit for that performance. No. And that's like, now she's in a big but fucking she has franchise. This, she is Paula this, Patton, about to happen. She has this sort of smaller performance, you know, next to two very big performances. Right. You know, Gabriel Sidibe and Monique's performances I think she's are kind like of the super, you know, key to that movie really working. Like theatrical and good. They're yeah. great performances. She's the heart she's of the like picture. Muted and yeah, she's yeah. the heart of the movie. Um, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol begins with everyone's favorite movie star. Josh Holloway. Josh Holloway. That's right. For the second time, Abrams kills off a lost or an Abrams cast member. Sure. 
in the like first scene of the movie. The, the Tom Selleck Carrie of our Russell time. Carrie Russell in Mission yeah. 3. And now Sawyer from Lost. The Josh Holloway thing is fascinating. I love it. I remember when in they announced movie. him in the cast, uh, the assumption was that he was part of the team. Yeah, sure. He'd and be like a Reese Myers. And they trailer from that one action sequence yeah. across it, making it look like he was on the battlefield like with them. Because so, he gets you so much action within this first two-minute stretch. He, he's also great, I think. I like, think he's great. He, he's really fun. And God, what a fucking good-looking guy. Handsome. Can't get over it. Does the thing with the lenses. Yeah. Does the little, uh, you know, the tap move, which I like, you know, where he's sort of like, the guy's like, ah, oh, and he's like, oh, hey, okay. buddy. Yeah, right. And that's like real movie star move to like mm-hmm. sell that kind of like, he's don't miss a, a good step. actor. He's a good fucking actor. And I don't get why it didn't happen for him. Yeah. He, it, it's really tough when you're like, I, I do like, like you, he needs a specific kind of role. Yeah. You know, and like, you get locked into a TV show. Like he's done a couple now. I think. get John locked into a TV show. If you're talking about Lost, you might get John locked into a TV show. But you know what I mean? Like, cause like he got cast in like some alien show, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. And, and he had like, a CBS show that like premiered huge. And then the next episode got four. And viewers. then it's like, you're just stuck, you know? And yeah. then it's like, that was two years. Now right. you're 39. You know, they, like, it's like, you just kind of like, he should have been a movie star, right. but I think he falls into that weird Tom Selleck territory and then it's like well then he should have had a good follow-up show and it still hasn't happened right he just hasn't found that but he's great i love it when he falls off the roof and has a little like inflaty thing great that's awesome you know Remember what that? i love no did you watch the movie you watched it yeah, yeah. he falls off he, and he then like his backpack turns into like an airbag like, oh yeah it's cool uh, the other thing I like, mm-hmm. this movie does very well. I remember in the lead up, people were like, but what's a fucking Mission Impossible movie going to be now? You got a smartphone. Why do they need all these gadgets? Right. I like that all of their gadgets run off of smartphones. <laughs> right. That it's like, no, the cool thing is their smartphones do better things than yours. Yeah. They have plugins. Though I do feel like Mission Impossible 3 is really gadgety and has so many masks. Yeah. And so there is a bit of a like where we're going to like, let's just slightly like they yeah. have to be a little more on like on their toes this well, time. Well, and that's. The notion of this movie, put them on Ghost Protocol, have their backs up against the wall. And everyone Make knows what Ghost Protocol is. Everyone knows what Ghost Protocol when is. When the president uh, ah, avows Ghost it. Ghost Protocol, yes. Or, uh, invokes yes. it. Yes, invoke the uh, Ghost Protocol, you know? Um, so, he is killed by Leia Sudu. Yeah. Leia Sudu. It's pretty good. She's yeah. pretty cold-blooded. Shoots um, him. The, he her, gets moited. She's very good in this, mm-hmm. and it makes it even more she's steely. Yeah, she's very steely. It makes it even more insane that they cast her for that role, Inspector. Yeah, they cast her as like, the romantic lead, right, who's very vulnerable. No, but she's good at. No, she's she's terrifying. She's ill served by like movie. her a lot as an actor, but emotional right. distance is kind of her stock and trade. Um, love her in the Lobster. Uh, yeah, she's great. She's so scary in that. Yeah. Um, so she moides him. Moving on. Just we like that, we've lost a big star. Gone. Everyone's like, Josh Holloway's dead. What? That means anyone could die. <laughs> How could this film continue? <laughs> Who's it going to be about now? Ah. Uh, we so, cut to a prison. Mm-hmm. A gulag. Yeah, a Russian prison. Yes. Paula Patton in the tunnels. With She's a in the tunnels. Benji, uh, Simon Pegg is, yeah, I guess he's just in a van. I'm right? talking Casio here. It's more of a computer man, you know? Uh, that's the whole team, I guess. Just the two of them. Uh, yes, at this point. Because yes. Holloway's dead. Right. He was the other one. Right. They are here to free Tom Cruise. Here to extract him. And he's doing the fucking Steve McQueen against the wall. Yeah, with like a little piece of chalk. Like, right? A little bit of like plaster. Yeah. It's plaster. It doesn't usually bounce. Cruz has the long hair again. 
Yeah. In Mission Impossible 3, short. Yeah. And this one, long. Yeah. In Rogue Nation, kind of in between. Mid-length. Fallout's short again. Okay, so here's my hot take that I, I was kind of teasing before we started recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is peak Tom Cruise handsome. Wow. So Ben was saying that he looked like garbage. Yeah, he said that his name, more, he said more like Tom Garbaggio. <laughs> I did not say <laughs> he that. He did. I, no. He no, said he looked no, like a shoe that a pigeon threw up on. You did say that. <laughs> you said that verbatim. Um, no, you were very anti-Cruise in this. He looks bad. I, so what's peak hotness to you? Because I don't agree with Griffin, I although I think he looks good in the movie. I mean, I'd, I'd buy a slice. Um, I would say, I mean, he was so cute as a young man. Very cute. You know? Sure, like your your risky business. Watched right? Jerry Maguire yeah. with my family. My mom kept going, God, he was so cute. He was cute. Because she hates him now. Uh, I guess like, I'm going to have to say like 80s or 90s, maybe, all right, 90s okay. cruise. See, I like- So you're saying like A Few Good Men or like The uh, Firm, uh, like those kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah Strong yeah. hairline, good jaw. He's got a great fucking hairline. Like Mission Impossible 1. No, but it's starting to look stringy, and he's like, I don't know. Here's my thing. Mm -hmm. I like Tom Cruise with some city miles on him. (laughs) Sure. I like him with a little wear and tear, and I think he's got just the right amount of damage in this picture. You know what I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I say show me the Carfax. Or Carfax. (laughs) You're asking the Carfax to show you the Carfax. Yeah. Jesus Christ. On Tom Cruise. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Show me the Carfax. <laughs> I think Maguire is like Pete Cruz for me. I'm just saying. I've seen Maguire recently. I watched this last night. And Hot Diggity Dog. Was I buying what he was selling? Sure. So, Until he takes a shirt off. At which point it becomes gross. That's the thing. Yeah. And now. the And these movies are not trying to make him a romantic lead. No. You know. It's something that they're sort of like quietly swerving three, away from. Because all about him trying to It's all about his romance down, have with a Michelle light. Monaghan. Yes. Uh, this one, he's asexual. Yeah. Well, he kisses Paula Patton, but he announces that it's a bit before he yeah. does it. Yeah. He does. And it feels like that thing where he's like, I don't know. I feel like we got some chemistry. And they were like, all right, I guess it's a bit. You know, like, you know, like the, the screeners are like, I don't think you. But, well, the, but maybe. the bit is also that, like him realizing that Anil Kapoor is like a sub. Right. Yeah. That he's going to be like into her demeaning him. Right. By kissing someone else. In right. Front she of likes, her. He likes having his fingers broken. <laughs> but, yeah. He's a weird character. You know that fetish with uh, 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 Tom Cruise specific cuckolding? So he's in prison. <laughs> Just. People who just exclusively <laughs> like being cuckolded by Tom Cruise. Um, here's where... Exclusively? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Are you done? Maybe. I mean, let's go on. <laughs> let's see. Maybe we'll come up again. He's in prison. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. They're rushing to get him out. Do you agree? Yes. What's the move? How do they do it? What, how do they announce themselves? Play Kick in the Head by Dean Martin. Over the speakers. Yeah. And what's Brad Bird announcing right now? This is a Brad Bird picture. This is a Brad Bird picture. It's a fucking symphony, my friends. Uh-huh. This is the overture, and we're con- I'm conducting this shit for you. Like, Tom Cruise is conducting this shit for you. Yeah. This is, like, really what's happening there. I l- How do you feel about this? I love, love, love this it's sequence. Awesome. It's awesome. Great sequence. Like, all the stuff with the Exciting. doors, Action. like, opening yeah. and closing. It literally is like you're watching, like... I feel like like a, a dance production, which is what this movie is like. This movie works best as a silent film. Well, that's silent. You want to hear the sound effects? Sure, but I'm saying this movie, its strength and why Brad Bird knocks it out of the park, despite the script being 
kind of neither here nor there is because the set pieces are so well designed and he is such a good visual storyteller when it comes to gesture. Right. Movement. Agreed. Uh, movement of both the camera and the character. Getting how satisfying it is when everything is like, it's like an animation project. Yeah. Yes. Like where everything ends up exactly where he wants it to end up. Right. He is also an incredible uh, setup payoff filmmaker. Oh my God. Wait oh, a second. I just sound, sound better. 40% better. Nice job. Look at that. Thank you very much, Rachel. Um, um, he's an incredible setup punchline filmmaker. So much. And this movie is all about setting stuff up, paying it off. And often very little kind of visual gags, not plot points. And like in this opening, I just like, you know, all the stuff where he's communicating with Benji silently mm-hmm. through the CCTV where he's like, open that up. Yeah. And Benji's like, are you sure? That seems like a pain. He's like, yes, open it up. Which, Tom Cruise is one of the best physical movie stars alive. That's what you make Cruise gesture. That's when we're in the fucking pocket. And then when he like leans, you know, and he's like, yeah. We'll just wait. And then you cut to the guards like looking at this guy being like, what the fuck's he doing? And he goes like, I know, right? Like, I want to beat you up, but uh, like they're not opening the door for me. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Bradford are such a fucking smart pairing. They are. I wish they'd make another movie. Yeah, that was my thought is like he should have followed this up. Like, Tom Cruise should have been like, Brad Bird, you fucking whatever you want yeah, to do on there the wheels. You. Like, right. you know, but maybe Bird. I mean, look, we've talked about it in every episode. Yeah. Bird's a demanding guy. So it's Tom Cruise. That's what I'm saying. But maybe they clashed in the wrong way. Like maybe they didn't gel. I mean, obviously they yeah. made a great movie. Right. I think Cruise likes this movie. But, you know, he wants Macquarie to make the next one. Like obviously right. he installs Macquarie for the next one. I think that was also uh, that he had sort of taken on Macquarie as a reclamation project. Yes. Macquarie said that he was in director's jail for a long time. He gave him Jack Reacher, which we both agree is the best American film. A period. Yeah. Best American achievement. Yeah, right, right. Just in any right, category. Right, the defining movement like of the Hoover 21st Dam century. Like is below it. Yeah, right. It's like the New Deal. Right, exactly. Like yeah. New Deal number two. Yeah. Right. Jack Reacher. Um, I think it was more about making sure that like Macquarie got his like shot in the big That's leagues. fine. That's fine. That's fine. I just, um, maybe, maybe, I have no idea. Yeah. It's not like this. This is not like the animated movies where there's documentaries on the DVD where all the animators are like, Brad Bird. Right. Woo! You know, like, it's not like Tom Cruise is like, Brad's uh, interesting, you know. Because like, I could see them hitting it off being like, oh, you're another little guy who's super aggro and intense about doing everything right and accepting no apologies or excuses. I, I think, I do think they enjoyed making this because yeah. Tom Cruise was like, I'll tell you what I want to do. Climb the tallest building yeah. in the world. And Brad Bird was like, yeah, let's do that. I'll we'll tell you that. what it's I want to do. Great. Hang Robert Ellswood out of that building. Yeah, I'll tell you what I want to do. Throw you through a fucking window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It also feels like he gets Ethan Hunt as a character more because he's kind of Ethan Hunt-like. Like he's the Ethan Hunt of animation, Brad Bird. Um, where he's just like, fucking do it correctly. Throw me out of this building. You know? You know, he has... Crash, boom, crash, Explosion! Uh, fire! Appears to be a little bit of um, oh fuss over there. Let's look outside the studio. What is it? Oh my god, someone's just broken through the wall! Ha 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 ha! It is me, your arch nemesis! The wet transfer. Uh, I, I didn't know I had an arch nemesis. Yes, the wet transfer. <laughs> <laughs> What's a ransfer? He is wet, Ben. So you're probably happy. soaking wet. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you look great. I'm about seven foot two. Sure. Yeah, and I like to ransfer things. What? 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 I don't know that verb. 
well, I take a thing from one place and I move it over to another place safely and securely. Buddy. My parents named me and I thought that's, I had to live up to the name and I read it and I said, okay, wet transfer. I guess I must be soaking oh, wet. I and see also, the mistake. I, I see, see what mistake. happened here. I what think, happened? I think honestly, maybe something happened with this birth certificate and then the, yeah, the he just They put the space in the wrong place. You're we transfer. Yeah. I'm transfer is not a word. Well, did that make sense? Because- over 40 million people have been enjoying me for years. Do you just like send and receive files every month? Yeah. Like very easily with no sign in, no offer codes, no password that anyone has to no, use? No, never. I would never even dare do that. to. I mean, I would say no mess, but you've destroyed our studio. <laughs> well, uh, I, this, that's the sort of ransfer part that right. I think he's been doing wrong. But I, like, I, I've just been core, trying to identify what ransferring is. <laughs> I got to be honest. It's sort of a jazz set for me where every time I'm taking a different approach. But I think at your core, you're just like the kind of company that would like use 30% your ad space to showcase creative people from around the world. Oh yeah, from day one. I've been doing that from day one, of course. Right, like podcasters like us. Yes. And that's why you're here? Yeah. Not to transfer. Well, I mean, now I, I think probably to transfer. I don't know if you guys have any files you want me to... We've been using you, honestly. I guess you didn't recognize us. No, I mean, I gotta be honest, I've been so caught up in my own, you know, just... Who am I? What am I doing? Oh, well, you know, and- let me stop you right there, Ransfer. We're going to skip the rest of the 60-second ad and get right back into the podcast. That's wetransfer.com. You make wetransfer. I guess I'll just soliloquy <laughs> somewhere else outside this gaping hole I've left in the studio. Squash, squash, squash. He was wet. He was soaking wet. That was he cool. was. Uh, sorry for that, Rachel. Um, we got to work was, on security here. Get, yeah, we have interruptions like every episode. Very, very frequently. This guy's been sleeping on the floor. Hey, let me sleep. Okay. Let him sleep. Let him Roger, sleep. Roger. Let him sleep. Tom Cruise breaks out of the prison. He's, yeah. but not before going and getting his Bogdan. cellmate. His Bogdan. buddy Bogdan. Everyone's favorite character. He's a good character. He's like the Yondu of this film. Sergey. Yeah, he's a little Yondu. Yeah. He's a little. Um, What's, uh, what's Maz Kanata ask? Yeah. <laughs> it just sort of pops up. You know, it's like, I, I always feel like a test of a good kind of large scale filmmaker mm. is understanding the iconography of the movie star they're working with and how to introduce them properly. Mm-hmm. And it's Brad introduction. Bird's introduction shot where he reveals Tom Cruise like from behind yes. in profile in the shadow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but he's Tom Cruise. That's all you need to see. We get it. We get it. We know it's Tom Cruise. He orchestrates this whole, like what I love is he's being rescued and Tom Cruise takes over the rescue yeah. and makes it like he pluses it. Everyone you know? else gets stressed out because they're like, just do the A to B. We're just going to drill a hole and yeah. you'll come down the hole. No, no, no. I got to do all this fun stuff. Kick in the head. He's so good at closing doors. And then he says, light the fuse. Yeah. He lights the fuse. Credit sequence begins shows you the whole movie. Yeah. And that's just Brad Bird bragging where he's like, you won't believe how fucking good this movie is. Like, look at this. Look at this thing that's going to happen. Which also, he took from the TV show. He said he liked that the opening of the TV show always showed you what was about to happen. And what else does this movie have that fucking Rogue Nation doesn't have going for it? What? Mikey G. On the ones and zeros, Giacchino, big strings. He scored five as well. He didn't. I mean, five is it's five is guy mostly by classical the, music. Five yeah. is by the guy who um, did Jack Reacher, uh, okay. Macquarie's guy, and and I think the five score yeah. is fine. But no, this agreed, is is agreed. Giacchino. Like Giacchino is amazing fun. in this. Big, and it, and it's big a, strings. It's a very uh, old timey score. Yeah. 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 Like, whereas, like, you know, remember Mission Impossible 2, Limp Biscuit did the the theme, like, they remixed the theme song. Every time I close my eyes. I think that, <laughs> that wasn't. Oh, that's the Metallica that's, song. Yeah. 
That's how I disappear. <laughs> but do you remember that? Yeah. Like that was like, of course I do. A selling point. Yes. Yeah. Ben, did you like Limp Bizkit? Yeah, of course I yeah. did. Did you? Did you go Hot see him? Hot dog water, baby. <laughs> That's just pee, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Chocolate starfish is a butthole. They're dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> they yeah. were like such a big deal. Everyone that Tom Cruise was them. like, yeah, they do the theme song for my movie. I remember reading. I think it was a New York Times profile, Mission Impossible Three, where they were like, Tom Cruise is he on the edge? Is he about to lose his movie star cool? Because it was like you know the year after War of the Worlds, right? And so he was really trying to sell like, no, I'm just a guy, I just love making movies. And he like the New York Times reporter goes like. Uh, Tom Cruise stared at me intensely and said, wait, do you know that Kanye did the new Mission Impossible theme song? Can I play it for you? And then like Tom Cruise ran out of the room, came back in with a boom box, pressed play, and then wouldn't stop dancing. <laughs> and the notion that like Tom Cruise had to stand in front of a boom box to the Kanye West version of the Mission Impossible theme, which no one remembers uh, which I do existed. Not remember. yeah. yeah. And he's like, how fucking good is this? He apparently kept saying stuff <laughs> like that. that's like, what he's like at all times. Yeah. Like, Everyone says really, he's constantly at a 10. He's so yeah, yeah. hyped up. Right. So he gets hyphy and just, he escapes from this. Prison. I really do it like those interviews with him where people don't ask the real questions. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, I really love Top Gun. And he's just like, ah, what a picture. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a fucking weirdo. But that's Bird gets it because he's a similar kind of weirdo. I think Bird has a little oh more humanity, but he like gets yeah, the weird intensity of Tom Cruise. Like there's the Eyes Wide Shut uh, uh, DVD features where they're yeah. like, you know, someone's like, and how did you feel when you heard that Kubrick died? And he's just like, horrifying. <laughs> and you're like, uh, everything is too big. But anyway, yeah. They well, rescue him and they tell him, FYI, mm -hmm. some dude stole some nuclear codes. Right. Josh Holloway is dead. And he's like, Sawyer from Lost? Yeah. But also- he Killed him that fast? Anyone could die. Also, he's like, why did you guys pull me out of there? And they're like, right. we thought we were saving you. And he's like, no, it's some bullshit. Uh, he's like, ah, that's uh, red tape. Yeah. This is Bogdan, by yeah. the way. I love that he shoots him with the dart. And he's mm -hmm. like, Bogdan, my friend, you're going to be great. A door opens. He's like, take Always it away from us. Friends. It's yep. all like, you know, we're watching like a ballet performance. Yes. <laughs> um, but this is, Bird hits on this thing. That becomes the cornerstone of these Macquarie pictures, which is Ethan Hunt becomes a character through how other people react to him. Sure. Yeah. He is a little reflective. The people around him have to be normal right. so that they can go, who the fuck is what, this what? guy? That's the what strangest suggestion. And they're like, well, let's take you to a phone booth. He goes to the phone booth. He learns his mission. Right? Voiced by? Oh, who, who is it? Teddy Newton, who's one of the best Pixar animators, also oh, worked in nice. Iron Giant. He's like one of the best character animators alive. Right. But he also plays the voice of like the briefing in The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, he, he's, he, he's got a good voice. And he is also the chatter telephone Toy Story 3. All right, you've gone too far. I'm saying in Pixar, he always plays a phone or a mission giver. No, that's cool. And Brad Bird gives a little tip of the cap. He's got what? a great old time. But I also like it's at this little junky like Serbian phone booth or yes. wherever. And then he it's like it's gonna stop. So it doesn't, and Tom Cruise is like, come on, self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah. And it blows up. And it's Bird being like, this shit's a little dicey for them this yeah. time. Like not everything is like working. Yeah. I mean, this isn't your uh, you know, uh, human protocol. This is a ghost protocol. <laughs> so So should we get more clocks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like right, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he goes, at, I once clapped into the microphone and you got so mad at me. I can't remember why. You were like, David, don't clap in the microphone. Well, yeah, that's just common sense. <laughs> yeah. Don't make a loud clapping noise directly in a microphone. Okay, Rachel, can you play some uh, booze there? Of course, a booze, like when Dylan went electric. 
Play it fucking loud. Remember how he says that on that? Yeah. Where at the end when they're doing like Rolling Stone and everyone's booing and you hear him say to the band like, play it fucking loud. (laughs) I love that. Dylan. Dylan is the best. What a weirdo. He's like Tom Cruise. Yeah, right. Um, He's even better. (laughs) Sure. Yes. No, they get uh, their message. He's a poet, and he knows it. (laughs) The mission, if he chooses to accept it, gets back in the van, and he's like, "Yeah, we gotta gotta break into the Kremlin." Yeah, they're like, "What? We just orchestrated a whole wonderful action sequence." About you're saying that 15 minutes in, no downtime, we just have to break into the Kremlin. He's like, "Yeah." Can I get brunch or something? No, he's like, "No, get your iPad, screen projector, uh, and you know your inside out coat that's Russian general on one side and American 80s tourist on the other." Can I tell you my number one takeaway from this film yeah Tom Clue Jesus wow Tom Clues (laughs) Mr. Tom I gave you all the clues and the thing is my point (laughs) was gonna be so good no what's your point and now I can never make it no what's your point come on come on no please Tom Cruise is so fucking good at taking off and putting on clothes there are so many sequences in this movie where he (laughs) has to dramatically throw on a jacket or the one where he turns the belt into like a zip line and he's able to like in one gesture just go like <laughs> he always makes it seem like it's a Herculean task to mm-hmm. put on a coat. I just what do you think of the Kremlin scene? It's so good. Great. He it fucking rules. This is going to be my take on it. This like is like Russian the RoboCop episode but I'm I'm just general. like Yeah. I I like I like that they set up this thing that it's like their technology is only like a step ahead of them. And if the Wi-Fi right. signal is bad, they might be in lockstep with the technology and they have to like right. kill time while the loading finishes. Yeah. That thing, it's such a good bird moment. But when they're at the security check-in and Benji's trying to get Tom Cruise's profile loaded into their system, his eyes rather, so that he'll register as the general that he's pretending to be. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom Cruise like is waiting. You're not in the system. Yeah. Tom Cruise looks down sees the phone, it says like 87%. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the camera just tilts up to Tom Cruise's face. Yeah. Like he's so good at linking those moments sure. where it's like about like what's the information, which characters know it, where are they? It's just basic fucking filmmaking that I, he makes look so effortless. I, I just, it's so funny. Good visual storytelling. Paul Patton's outside. She's got to be the a, little whirly gig. Right. Yeah, right. Um, but then they get inside. This is my favorite device. It, Maybe in the whole Mission Impossible franchise. Agreed. It's so crazy. It's so cool. It's so fucking funny. It's, and yeah. also, it's so convoluted, and Bird com- communicates everything about it without any words being spoken. <sighs> no one explains what this thing is. Right. He, they just set it up. It's a weird projection screen. This is the best There's part a, of the sequence. Is they can't talk because the guy's right there. Right. There's an, a camera in the back that takes a picture of what's behind it. There's a camera in the front that locks to your eyes. And like, yeah. uh, then it scans everything and just like... Oh, it's so clever. This is like his Buster Keaton. It's so movie. good. It is. Yeah. That's what it's like. Right. Or, um, or ballet dance, as I already suggested. So they pull off this fucking incredible thing where they pretend that they are not in the hallway, but they are in the hallway. I also like the sound throwing flashlight where he makes the drips. Love that thing. Yeah. Very uh, low fi I like it though. No, no, that's why yeah. I like it where they're like, let's set up the crazy iPad machine. How are we going to distract them? Oh, we'll make it sound like there's a leak. That's the other, right? like the other big flag that I think Mission Impossible plants on this film is we're going to be the analog franchise. Uh-huh. Like despite being the franchise, that's all based in like tech and tech gadgetry. And gadget mm-hmm. We're going to start showing how the gadgetry works in a way that's like process based. And also uh-huh. this could be the franchise about like 
we shoot shit for real. Well, that's right. That's more of it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, those action scenes can't be like previs nonsense. Right. Like they they need to be like real stunts that are very elaborate. And the three films before ah. this were like more hip, I would say. And Brad Bird mm. is not concerned with hip. No. He is very into cool. Right. Griffin Another mic adjustment. adjustment. Oh my god. I keep on knocking it down. I got. I think I have a limp mic. I think I have a, a sad Eeyore mic. Ben is now adjusting the adjustment again. Oh yeah, he's giving you a little tilt. Um, clever, uh, clever girl. Uh, to Ben, not to Rachel. Sorry, that would have sounded diminutive. Uh, <laughs> he is all into mm. coolness. Okay, and this movie's just like very crisp, okay. very clean. Yes. It, it is. It's the opposite but, of sweaty. It's very like it. It's made not to af- look effortless. Agreed, but then not afraid to be slapsticky because mm-hmm. like this thing with the iPad. There's all these funny like where they're like just ducking out of the camera just in time, and oh, it's so much fun. But they set the rules mm-hmm. of the sequence up very clearly. Yep, entirely visually. Entirely visually, they do the sequence. They do successfully break into the data vault that they're looking for this cobalt info, mm-hmm. but. No one, nothing there. Tom Cruise walks out. Who does he walk by? Michael Nykvist. Mm-hmm. Nike Nike Nykvist. The, the girl with the dragon tattoo himself. Who is now passed. I know. That's actually very sad. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear a story I heard about him that's good? To eulogize? Sure. So he, of course, is uh, in John Wick as the big bad, the first John Wick. He's the one who says, oh. Yes. It's a good line. There is a scene where someone- It, is, it really is a good line. There's a scene where someone pushes him up against a wall- and in the process, on the day, they cracked his head open. Oh. They thought it was a gag. And was like, In that movie. Wow. It's literally someone like holding up against a wall and going like, where's John Wick? Or whatever it is, right? And he was like a Swedish leading man in his day. But, yeah. you know, he's in his 50s at this he's point. He's in his 50s yeah. now. And he hits the wrong side, you know, like the uh-huh. angle. Sure. Cracks right. his head open, gushing blood. Ooh. And, and visible on the front. So they were like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Can we go to the makeup department? Can they fix something? And Michael Nyquist was like, no, I'm just going to wear a hat for the rest of the movie. <laughs> and that's why for half of John Wick. He has a hat on? And not a continuous half. Right. Just 50% of his shots. Sometimes his hat appears or disappears within a sequence. I feel like that movie was like, everyone was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, right. this, this thing's not going to be like a franchise. I just like. love it. He was like, here's my solution. And he went to a Spencer's <laughs> Gifts, put he on a fedora. A lids. <laughs> he just wears a fedora. Where's your nearest lids? Yeah. <laughs> Siri, where is lids? Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, um, uh, he plays the villain. A non-entity. Cobalt. Uh, Kurt Hendricks. 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 Sure. Um, rather than... so. Uh, Mission Impossible 1, the villain turns out to be like John Voight, and mm-hmm. it's like Spoiler you know, inside the mission. Or, yeah. Right. Mission Impossible 2, the villain is Do Gray Scott. It's a real whiff. Right. right. The real villain was <laughs> Tom Cruise, John Woo. I don't know. No. The, <laughs> Running time. The production manager on Mission Impossible 2 who stopped Do Gray Scott from being able to be an X Men. That guy's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mission Impossible 3, the villain is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Big villain. Mm-hmm. Like, first time they really just were like, so this guy's going to play the bad guy, no fooling. Great right? performance like, for one of our finest ever Fantastic actors. villain stuff. In this one, they were like, we have too much shit going on. Mm-hmm. We don't need a villain. The villain is literally just a guy who wants to blow up the world for no reason. What? That's it. There's yeah. There's no time. No. And my guess is there might have been more of this. I, I imagine there had And I been. think Macquarie was just like, the villain doesn't matter. Like, this is all about Cruz and the team. Like, just, just forget the villain. 
The villain is like them not pulling off all these wonderfully choreographed stunts. That's what you don't want to happen. I mean, Leia say dude's like a good B villain because she yeah. is kind of scary and tough. And like, you but know, like, you know, steely Mission Impossible three is like a movie that very consciously in its like self-knowing wink, wink, J.J. Abrams way is all about the MacGuffin because everyone's trying to figure out what the white rabbit is. Uh-huh. And the end, it's like, hey, it doesn't matter what it is. It was a mystery, whatever. And this movie's like, we're not even going to pretend that you're supposed to care. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down why bad guys do this stuff because I'm Great like, question. Great question. I love how there's a, a YouTube clip where he's just like. A lot of people think the world should continue to exist as it is. What I'm proposing is, what if we killed everyone? That might be fun. What do you think? That's an idea, right? Just blow everyone up, <laughs> yeah. right? New do that, yeah, right? That's his justification. His justification is he wants everyone to die, which but, is it's great. You don't yeah. need more. You don't right. just, like, because yeah. my father hit me exactly. Yeah, and that's I, what I, and love I hate it. bombs because he made them. He the, what I love, and it's right at the end. The only yeah. really crazy thing he does. Where Cruz is like, I've got you. Now you can't. You, I've got you. I've got a gun with you. And he's like, you forgot. I want to die and I don't yeah. care about anything. I'm throwing myself off this fucking parking lot, right? And like, I, I just think it, Sean I Harris that. has a little more flavor. I am, I'm quite mixed on Sean Harris. I really enjoy him. Yeah. I don't know that that movie really knows what it's doing with him. Because they are just trying to be like, let's have a... Ethan Hunt villain. Scary you know, man. The scary man who also seems to just be able to do anything. Yeah. Then they cast Sean Harris, mm-hmm. <laughs> who I enjoy. Yes. A contender for Ben, the Ben Hosley story. He could be a Ben. A contender. He could be a Ben. Yeah, I don't. I'm fine with that, I guess. Ben's got more of a chin than he does. That's true. He has I remember no seeing Rogue Nation with a uh, friend, a friend of the show, Orlando Olier, mm. and he turned to me and went, Oh, so that's why Sean Harris always has a beard. It's <laughs> funny. But anyway, all right. So the villain, yeah. Villain yes. is not really a villain. Forget. Right. They they fail in their mission. Not only do they fail in their mission, uh, the Kremlin blows up. But he succeeds in one mission. What? Turning his jacket inside out very Damn quickly. Right looking, looking really like cool while doing fan. it. He also takes all his makeup off in like one gesture. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool transformation. It's so much fun. That's also when I think he looks sexist the entire movie. He's wearing the glasses with the Springsteen shirt. Flicking on that jacket. Put it away. I but put it away. What you're talking about here, I agree with, which is like there is so much delight in these movies, like Bogdan being taken yeah. out of the van in just like like a fluid transition, like executed seamlessly. You know, like yeah. Bird like knows how to make that seem like an action sequence all by itself. He he's very good Ben's at, looking at his at phone right the now. musicality. He's looking at Sean Harris. In kind of like a grandpa way where he's like sort of holding the phone up yeah. to his face. What do you think? You could do it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like it. anytime there's a sort of skinny guy with red hair, I'm like, hmm, could he play Ben Hosley? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a little, uh, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush. Yeah. Ron Howard. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Ron Howard. Ronnie Ron Howard. Howard could play old Ben. If there's like a, a time-traveling oh, Ben film. Oh, Ben from the future. You know, he could play ben. future Ben. Definitely. And we were like, Ben, what happened? You were like, all Ugh. the bits. <laughs> a lot of bits. <laughs> They finally got to me. They caught up with me, the bits. The great bit war of 2049. Um, So Kremlin blows up. This is when Ghost Protocol gets activated. It gets initiated. The most famous moment of the movie. Cruz is knocked out. Ghost Protocol. Wakes up in a hospital, handcuffed. Wilkinson gets shot in the head. Well, first we oh, you're are right. introduced first, to our detective Because right, there's character. the explosion. Oh, who I love. Who's like, hey, uh, it's me. I'm finally here. The star of this movie. I, this is a movie about a detective who catches a terrorist. Vladimir Mashkov. Right. right. He's like the Rosencrantz and Gilderstern right. where he's like, 
He's got a whole story that's happening. Right. I'm Tom Cruise. Scene, I'm the star he's of this like, picture. Someone blew up the Kremlin. Yeah. This is a very big deal to Russia, right? right. Like, right. this is bad. Here's a guy who was impersonating a general one to one. Done. And We've there was solved like, the case. There Connect was some the weird broadcast where it's like, uh, this is the work of the Tom Cruise. Goodbye. <laughs> right? Like, you know, like. <laughs> And earlier today, Tom Cruise, the movie star, was spotted <laughs> filming near the Kremlin. Uh, I love this guy. Uh-huh. And I, I I wouldn't love him if he didn't have the arc where at the end he was like, I figured it out. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is like, good, that's yeah. great. I wanted you to figure it out. But for most of it, he feels kind of like the teacher in Incredibles who keeps on trying to catch Dash, leaving the thumbtacks on yes. the seat. Right. Sure. Um, Spoiler. No, we already did that one. Remember, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> Now I remember. Love you, Ben. Ron Howard, Ben, remembers because he's further in the future. That's right. Um, So, Tom Cruise, very quickly, another beautiful, just like very quietly established, nurse leaves her uh, folder on the gurney. Mm -hmm. He immediately picks out the paper clip. Yeah. Yeah, he escapes. All the papers fly away, which they don't pick up on. Right. I just love that detail of like, if they were paying attention, they would have noticed he had the paper clip. Right. Because suddenly the papers are floating all uh-huh, over the place. Uh-huh. And then he escapes. Right. He walks out onto the roof. The Russian guy catches him and he's like, what are you doing? And he looks like, like an overstuffed hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Right? He does. He yes, looks he, does. he looks like too much meat stuffed into a casing. Sure. Right. Yeah. He looks like a cheesesteak. <laughs> this is when his body starts looking weird. Yeah. I think his face is looking great. His body needs to take it down a notch. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but he whips off that belt. Mm-hmm. Classic Tom Cruise fashion zip lines out of there. Damn right. He's so insane. That's part of Ghost Protocol. What a crazy man. <laughs> zip line protocol. So then he calls, gets picked up yeah. by Wilkinson and Jeremy Renner. Hey, here's my secretary. Here's a pencil pusher played right, by yeah. Academy Award nominee Jeremy Renner. He's only going to be here for a minute. Or There's two. also the scene where Tom Cruise in that scene right. draws Michael yeah, Nyquist's face on his hand right. and Jeremy Renner's like, oh yeah, no, of course, uh, that's, uh, you know, what's the Kurt Hendricks? No, yeah. no, he fucking, he throws him some shade. He goes, well, uh, the drawing's a little crude, oh, right. but based off your description. <laughs> like Renner, this is why I love. Tom Cruise puts a fucking oil painting on his hand and Renner's right. like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's him. Right. Uh, Renner is the dude who's just doing his job. And he's like, we don't need these fucking crazy movie right. star IMF agents. Just get a guy who shows up, gets book. it done. Right. By the book. So he's, he's already- an analyst. He's an analyst. That's his position. Right. Um, but Wilkinson initiates ghost protocol. Right. No more IMF. Yeah. Everyone's disavowed. If you get caught, you're in the wind. You can almost describe it as a rogue nation. Uh, I just like nation is the syndicate, right? Like that's what that is. I just love that the two films have titles that could kind of be interchangeable. Right. You could call either thing the opposite thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the first of three movies where the IMF is disbanded and Tom Cruise has to kind of go rogue. Mm -hmm. Um, before Wilkinson can even finish offering him his condolences. Shot in the head. Boom. Gone. Car plunges to the bottom. Yeah, now Cruise and Brandt have to hang out. You know, right. Cruise and Renner. Right. And Renner is just like, how do you fucking know that flare thing was going to work? I know. They keep doing, Cruise keeps doing like, oh, let's try this. Yeah. yeah. And Renner's like, that doesn't make any sense. Why does Renner that work? Renner keeps on asking, like, how did you know that? And he's like, I don't know, a hunch? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean hunch? He's like, I'm number one on the call sheet. I, this yeah. is how these <laughs> movies work. Yeah. Right. And then they get on a magic train. And I love the train. The train's good. Train's probably my favorite thing in the movie. And also, again, like, that's bird having fun. Like, where it's like, put the code in. Okay, here's the code. Oh, oh, it wants an eye scan. Like, get your eyes scanned. 
Brad Bird's also talked about that, like, for him, the moment that kind of sums up his filmmaking philosophy is that um, Han Solo has to kind of hit the Millennium Falcon before he gets it started. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, if you're doing high genre stuff, you need those moments that are recognizably small and human and kind of funny. Or else it's just watching, like, machines on rails. Right. Right, yeah. But also it places you in the shoes of those characters. You go, okay, now I get it because they're dealing with the same basic struggles that I am, even if the larger struggles are uncommon. So the struggle of Tom Cruise to get enough momentum to be able to eye scan onto the train for long enough right. with all the like poles and stuff moving, it's just, it's just really fun. And they get on the train and it's a cool little high-tech lab. Here are old friends, Paula Patton and Benji. Yeah. And he just lets them know, this is all that's left. Right. This is us. It's us. This, this is, is us. This NBC is Thursdays. And this is all the equipment we have left. Take what you can. Here's the mission. If you want to come, cool. If not, cool. I get it. Right. Right. And everyone, like, Brant's nursing some kind of weird, you know, anxiety. Like, he seems weird. Yeah. He's we don't like find a, that out till later. He's but, like a kid on a family vacation. Yeah. Like, at the age he's where it like, stopped being know, cool to hang right. out with your family. Benji's all in. Peg's just fun. Well, he's right. a huge Tom Cruise fan. He wants That's, to be. He wants to be in a Mission Impossible. He's been right. pushing. He's so right. proud that he's in the field. Yeah, he's in the field. Now. And he says that the Kremlin. He's like, he's like, I made field. This yeah. is so exciting to be on a mission like this with you. Right. You know. Oh yeah, in the Kremlin tour, he's like, "Oh, so I'm sorry, your wife left you." Yeah. But I, I didn't know when to mention this. Yeah. Either. Like just so we have that. And Cruise just doesn't respond. Yeah, Cruise just sort of looks at him. Yeah. And then Paula Patton is she's nurse and she's sad because. Sawyer died and that means anyone could die. Dead hubby. And also, right, they were married. Right. And and this mission's now but personal. Also she's just her. really worried about how the stakes were raised by the death of Josh Holloway. And she's explained to Tom Cruise how she feels like she fucked that one up. Right. She, it's her fault. Like, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She mishandled the mission, led to his death. And now she, she's got some skin in the game, emotionally speaking. So now they go to the tallest building in the world. The Burj Khalifa, which had like just been built. Yes. Uh, and still is the tallest building in the world, correct? Uh, it is. They are building a building in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. that the Burj Khalifa is t- 2,722 feet long. Yeah. Uh, too uh, big. Tall. Very absurdly tall. Like ben, when it was built, it was far taller than any other building. What do you think about it, Ben? It's fucking the best. <laughs> Have you been to um, Dubai? Three times. Really? <laughs> mm? Wait, really? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because so you go beautiful to the top. city, uh, very futuristic. Um, and I uh, have not had an opportunity to get into that big old building. Uh huh. But it's on my bucket list. Ben does weekend there, though. He weekends, oh, he weekends there. He has a yeah. timeshare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Burj Khalifa. You guys, just, don't, you guys don't have a timeshare? Haven't been to Dubai. No. Dubai? So the Burj Khalifa, 2,700. Better get on it. 2,700 feet high, right? 828 yeah. meters. The Jeddah Tower, which is under construction, should uh-huh. be built in the next few years. Okay. Is going to be one kilometer high. Dumb. Too much. Which is 3,280 feet. So like a lot bigger. Yeah. And they're only building it to be that tall, so it will be a kilometer high. It will be the first kilometer high building. Yeah. And you know, the worst thing is what? It's a walk up. <laughs> so it's a walk up, dude. Oh, God. Uh, so it's going to be in Jeddah, Saudi uh-huh. Arabia. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tall. A, a good setting for this kind of movie because they're in a weird state of like developing very aggressively, but it still is largely a desert. So you have them like on the road trying to steer around camels. Sure. And as the camera pulls up, it's like, oh, here's the biggest fucking building in the world. Here is like a rocket ship in the middle of 
sand dunes. Yeah, and also it's just it's very James Bondy, which I appreciate. Yeah. You know that James Bond thing of like, what's like a cool new place we can send him that we yes. haven't been before. Right? But the real yeah. gag was, what's a thing that Tom Cruise can do that will right. show everyone right. what no other movie star is willing to do? Yeah, and let's hang him off the tallest. In building three, in the world. it was well, he'll run down the this long fucking bridge and we'll shoot a missile and he'll like bounce around. Right. Yeah, it's a fun stunt. But also has like a lot of effects in it. I like that stunt. Though. I do too. But then this, I mean, this. This so is right. I saw this in theaters. Yeah. With Joseph Sims. Yeah. Uh, who was just on the pod. Uh, longtime brother years. <laughs> and uh, I've said it, I think I've said it on this pod. This is the last time I like gasped watching a film, like theatrically. Like sure. from shock at him jumping in through the window. The one that gets me is the first shot the first so th- oh the first shot just where they're like this is real like right. he's off the fucking right. building i mean right. they get there their weird skeleton crew doesn't really know each other they don't have a lot of equipment but they're like here's the plan right there's a meeting happening right. Leia Seydu is gonna sell the nuclear codes to cobalt so let's make a him. couple masks right pretend and to be those guys let's have a meeting them with up, her have two meetings right will be on one side of each meeting. Doesn't that come later as a solution? No. For, okay. No, the solution or the thing that they have to improvise is uh, rather than scramble the codes, which right. I think they're going to be able to do, is they're going to actually have to do the deal. They'll give him the real code. Right. And this is another cool piece of technology. They got the contact lenses. Double has blink print. It's so good. And the briefcase is a printer. I just love it. I love that. it. Love it. And I like how, you know, shit doesn't work, right? Like yeah. the mask machine breaks. Right. But they do still have, like, enough gadgets to have, like, Simon Pegg's, like, third arm contraption. Right, but, but and, they're kind of, uh, they're right. sort of having to jerry-rig it, yeah, you know? Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. like, improvising. But they realize that uh, the thing they need to do is, right, they're making it look like there are two of the same hotel rooms. So they right. have to rig the elevator rig to make it elevator. stop. Right. They have to change the door, door signs. Yeah. Uh, and they have to, like, break into the server room. So they can control the elevator. Well, that's what they realize. At first, Benji thinks he can hack it. Can't hack it. Cannot hack it. Well, then how do I get inside? Only from the outside. Right. So it's like, so what are we going to do? And he's like, what do you mean we? You're Tom Cruise. (laughs) Right. Go hang out. I believe his exact line is, oh, I'm I'm on the computer. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the the computer guy. Yeah. Uh, And I love a bunch of things I love about the sequence. One is that Tom Cruise, rather than being like, that's not possible, he's just like, God. All right, why, you know, like it's like he's be being Tom asked to do Cruise. something annoying at work, right. and also Brad Bird sets up the language so clearly of like, here's the glove, mm-hmm. blue is glue, red is dead. You got to peel it off. It's a slow. Remember, just thinking about blue is glue, and what's red, dead. Anyway, you know, like yeah. that's I love that delivery. Right. It's a slow peeling motion. Mm, slow peel, a roll. Um, the, the shot that just destroys me and mm-hmm. still works on a home screen, but on IMAX, on IMAX it is especially, it's insane. insane. And this is IMAX photography. Right. So suddenly the screen is bigger. The the yeah. shot, right, the ratio changes. Right. It's boxy, um, tall. Yeah. Uh, the shot where it starts on Cruz's back now that he's all suited up mm-hmm. and then goes like over his shoulder right. over to the edge of the building. Right. And you see from over his shoulder all the way down to the ground, everything's in focus. Right. Like infinite right. depth of field, yes, is insane. Yes, I don't love heights. I wouldn't Hate consider myself heights. to be someone who has like a tremendous fear of heights. I have but a tremendous I freak fear of heights. The fuck out at that shot. Also, and I don't think I've rewatched this movie in whole maybe since it came out. But I watched that sequence at least once a year. Uh, I watched. You wait. You had not rewatched this movie. I maybe had seen it once. Seen this since movie then. like a dozen times. I've seen Rogue Nation like five times. I mean, I've seen Rogue Nation. Like I've probably five seen times this. Too. 
two times, maybe one and a half times before last night, and then rewatched it. Blah. But I watched this sequence all the fucking time. Okay. Because it's so goddamn good. And Brad Bird is so good at, we've talked about how he's good with scale. Right. Good at showing things are big, good at showing things are little. Yeah. But also, a lot of dumb filmmakers would have hung Tom Cruise for real out of the tallest building in the world and shot it and cut it in a way where you didn't believe it was real. That's true. You can actually mess it up. You can fucking easily. mess it up. Len yeah, Wiseman yeah, yeah. would have fucked it up. All right. God, poor Len Wiseman getting thrown under the bus. He's oh. like, what did I do? But those guys where it's <laughs> no, like, I know, I know. it's going to look like you shot in a studio. He I is know. always so aware of framing You're gonna it. You're going to cut so, too much. Yes. Yeah, 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 and yeah. leaving a lot of negative space in the frame so you can see around Tom Cruise how far away everything else is. Yeah. In the distance, behind him, below him, all of that. Uh, it is horrifying. And then one of the gloves stops working. So he has to throw Almost it off. Almost immediately. Right. He has to throw it off. Stick uh, somewhere else. I like how it sticks somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. The gloves. Ben, Ben, you like it? But what I like, and you can talk, Ben. You're a guest. He, now he's just not talking yeah. to me. What I like is Tom Cruise never says, the fucking gloves aren't working. Right. Or like, shit, I have to do something now. He's just like, he's self-sufficient. All right. I'll just do something else. I guess I'll just sort of hop up on one glove. And Renner's giving him a countdown clock, and that's the one moment he kind of breaks where he's like, "Don't, hey, don't need that countdown." Not helping. Yeah, um, I I wonder watching this though, like, I I would have been so terrified as the camera operator on this sequence. Uh huh. Like, the, sure. The, I mean, I wouldn't do it. Right. They'd be like, "Do you want to do this?" And I'd be like, "No, I resign." Yeah. From the film. Yeah. Well, but Tom agreed to do it. And it's like, that's Tom Cruise. He's fucking He's insane. Crazy. I don't yeah. know. He is immortal or something. If I were the camera operator, I would just got a really long stick and I just would have adjusted everything with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get like a six foot like back scratcher. I mean, and just try to pull focus like that. I refuse to go in a helicopter. Yeah. Like in a helicopter. You hate for planes. any reason. Right. You do that all the time. I do refuse to do that all the time. Every day. I yeah. hate planes, but I'll go in them. I mean, a helicopter shot is a relatively common film, like big budget film shot. Right. Well, I would refuse to get in a helicopter. For for context, Audio Boom's on the uh, <laughs> sixth floor of this building. <laughs> yeah. But they don't have an elevator. Right. No, it's... You gotta copter up. So you have to copter yeah. up straight to the, the side. And then you gotta jump like Cruz going like... Ah. Right. Yeah. You he refuses right. to do it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, David. I mean, I think they're going to eventually maybe install an elevator. Everyone else seems to like the copter, though. Yeah, everyone's having a grand old seems time. Seems like a little bit of a waste of uh, fuel. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Have you, we'll talk about it one day in full, but in the Armageddon commentary, uh -huh. there's a helicopter in the background of one scene, and Affleck's like, see that fucking helicopter? $200,000 that costs. Helicopter doesn't do anything. No one gets in it. No one gets out of it. It's just there. And I asked Michael, why do we have the helicopter? And he was like, shut up, Ben. Cool. It's so good. Cool. It's so expensive. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, very chill. Boy. Very cool. Oh, God. Um, he finally gets up with the one the one glove, has mm. to break through the glass. Oh, because he drops Kick, the thing. He kicks through like, by himself. Drops the glass cutter. Drops kicks the through. Cutter. Yeah. Gets in. Uh, works everything out, but now doesn't know how to get back down. Yeah, they're like, you got to come back down. And he's like, <sighs> and they're like, what? Right. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's his fault. Right, so he like tethers himself. Yes, and he runs down. Right, which is such a cool shot. Yeah. But then, oh, I can't believe it. Tom Cruise 
didn't measure correctly the amount of tether he needed right. on a snap judgment last second decision. And so now he has to do this like crazy jump in. So that moment when... When he's free. But they catch the him and it's Renner hanging out, grabbing yeah. him by the foot. Right. Paul Patton's grabbing Renner. Yeah. They all flip back up in yeah. and they all just kind of like... Right. Lie there on the ground catching their breath for a little right. bit. It's like they're just fucked. And they play the like kind of understated like dung da dung da dung dung uh-huh. dung dung. And it's such a nice moment of like, oh, you're actually living with how fucking insane right. that would be the second it was done. And then Simon Pegg walks in yeah, and he's, he's like, like I did I changed all the hotel signs. Not easy. Yeah. yeah. Um right. And then Mass Machine is broken, but they still go ahead with it anyway. Can I say how nice their suits are in this sequence? Yeah, they look good. They look so fucking good. Yeah, fashion expert. That's Clean, close. nice, present. Renner wears a suit very well, he actually. Does. He's very a little, well. He's small too, right? Like he's sort of, yeah. maybe not cruise size, but yeah. he's kind of small. Yeah. yeah. He's Looks got good. a little more to him. Yeah, he's got he's, a little he's, more. He's a little, like, there's that scene in Mumbai where he takes his jacket off and he starts like getting ready. Yeah. And he looks great. Yeah. The, their suits are really butt. well cut in this. He's got a great butt. Yeah. And also, cruise. His suit has a little shine to it. Yeah. It's a little shiny. That's the kind of thing where you're like, is that going to age poorly? Is that like so of the moment? Here we are. We're like fucking years out from it. Two Mission Impossible films ago. Suit still looks immaculate. Yeah. Looks perfect. Timeless cool. No, he looks good. And uh, I like this. This scene's very Bondy where it's like, yes, they have a a confidence game. Little gadgets. But right. they, They also just have to perform. Right. And when they walk in, like someone on the mic is like, Wait, what if they've met before? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then there's that moment where they're like, which one of you is blah? And he, she echoes the line downstairs. Yeah. Like one of them, you know, which one right, of you is Hendrix? Right, that's cool that Paul Patton is going and off then the script. Right, yeah. like, which one of you is Hendrix? Yeah. Uh, love who it. You, who are your guys? Who are your guys? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and They, they should have locked the window on this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Them. David, we don't have time for jokes like this, okay? We have to talk about the movie at hand. Uh-huh. Um, they seem to be pulling it off without a hitch. Mm. Simon Pegg does his cool yeah, little they do it all hand yeah. Monty. Oh, yeah. And then, boom, Lisa Du notices. Pulls Renner in. Renner's the, also, he's the sweatiest. Yes. She, he, you see him fucking up. Mm-hmm. He's a little too nervous he's with the blinking. He's a little too nervous. He's yeah. not quite an A-lister yet. And she notices the contact lens. I love it. Love to tap that foot. I like that Rachel isn't taking any no, shit. No, she is keeping us in None line. None of our bullshit. Ben I, Rachel, just I've been rolls doing his this. Eyes. Yeah, I've been doing this with them. Like this is I don't even know three like, years now. Three years, but like episode one hundred and sixty. Yeah, something. we should actually figure out what number it is. Where are uh, the, the kids that he's given up trying to rear? Yeah, right, exactly. Him, I just have all bad over the walls. No, but I love it. And honestly, yeah. it's making the record better. I'm very fidgety uh, as a person. And pointing out those things, I've done it. I've done it so much. Yeah, we don't listen, though. And we they, don't respect them. Nope. And then he eats a bagel, and it gets crumbs everywhere, and I'm yeah. just like, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. To be fair, I don't do as much of that shit. You asked for a bagel twist today. I did. I was hungry. And it was good, right? Yeah, twisty. You can taste the cheddar. Yeah, definitely. The white cheddar. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> You're excused. All right, Ben. I know this is weird, but I want to talk to you about sleeping. Uh, okay. You know how you sleep in a bed? Yes. I'm bed needs sheets. That's true. Sleep in bed. Bed needs sheets. Yeah. I don't, I, I've never, I've, I've literally never felt evangelical about sheets in my entire life, mm-hmm. but we have friends at the show, brooklinen.com. Okay. 
They give you very comfortable sheets with no markup. They were founded by a husband and wife team that wanted to make, you know, nice sheets with no crazy prices. I, so I'm a host of the show. They, then they provide the hosts with free sheets, like, you know, so we can try it out and use the sheets and endorse them. And, um, I literally will spend time in my bed to just to be in the sheets. That's not for sleeping. Like, Maybe I have some work to do, mm-hmm. like should be doing it at a desk. No, I want to, hmm, I want to like get in the sheets, really like get in bed and do my work. That's, that's really, that sounds really nice. I got the Lux brand. You, they got like a bunch of different kinds. Of course the you Lux, did. Yeah, I'm a Lux guy. I'm a Taurus. Um, and it's like one of those things where you're like at the bed, bath and beyond. You're like, oh, like, you know, how much, how much better is like more thread. It's so freaking soft. I, I know this sounds like corny, but like I genuinely enjoy getting into bed in a way that I did not before. This is a very genuine endorsement of this product. I want, I want them to sponsor us more and not like they're going to give us more sheets. Right. Well, as someone who is an insomniac, you got some Brooklyn ins. I did not. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. But I don't mean to rub it in. No, you should get some. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to maybe invest because I have such so much trouble sleeping uh-huh. that I think like maybe this will help with my sleep. It ritual. makes you happy to go to bed. All right. So now it has helped with my sleep ritual. I know this sounds corny. It has genuinely helped with my sleep. ritual. Oh, I believe it. All right. So I'm going to use this offer that uh, also then tell our listeners about, which yeah. is uh, the Brooklyn and sheets are the best. Apparently, mm-hmm. as David said, Get that Lux brand. they're the most comfortable sheets uh, that David has ever slept on. Apparently. Correct. Absolutely correct. So brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. You can get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code CHECK at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident. They will offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. And the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code CHECK at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code check. Best sheets ever. So now the fucking gloves are off. Lisa is kicking ass, and there's a great shot of Paula Patton just taking off her heels and running up to take care of business. That's just good, right? Yeah. Two Mission Impossible movies in a row where before the female member has to do something crazy, she removes her high heels. Uh, yes. Uh, good point. The Didn't think of anti Colin Trevorrow. We call that move. Um, Patton's so fun. Yeah. There's a movie. Kicks her out a window. There are a lot of gestures in this movie I think about a lot. Like, I don't quote like lines from this film, but I quote like poses. There's some fun dancing going on inside the auto boom window. Um, Paula Patton, when she's fighting Leia Sadu, does this pose where one fist is like all the way here. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When she's like trying to fend off Leia Sadu and one fist is like. Yeah, but all Rachel the way wants here. you to lean into the mic. I'm leaning in, but I was trying to do the impression of the fist. Okay, <laughs> mom. Woo! Yes. Jeez. Uh, yes, I know the pose you're referencing. Right. Good pose. Yes. Uh, they end up kicking her out a window. Yeah, they do. Tom Cruise is not happy about it. Rip. You let your emotions get the better <laughs> of you. Uh, yes, he thinks that she kicked her out the window because she's mad about her husband, which is true. But I also think it's like that. That lady is scary. He also wasn't there <laughs> like, in that, that lady moment. Is gonna kill them. She yeah. had a wine opener, right? She had like a wine bottle mm-hmm. opener. Mm-hmm. She was flipping out. Yeah. And guess what? Not our fault that we had to open a whole window so you could run the fucking side of the building to get the marketing good. hook you need for your poster. Good point. Yeah. Good point. 
just to like like because now at this point the movie does slow down slightly. I mean now there's, there's one more great. Sequence. Well, there's the car chase. Uh, right after this. The sandstorm. Yeah, the sandstorm Which they set chase. up when he's on the building. I just like, yeah. that's like, like we know that? we're on this, this <laughs> yeah, right. set piece right here, but we just want to let you know what the next set piece on like, the horizon Oh, it's a sandstorm, but that's a while yeah. away. That yeah. won't be an issue. It's at least 10, 12 minutes away. Right, and then you got the car chase where he's following the paper, the radioactive paper. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the best part of this is just the stunt of the car like flipping over him, right? Yeah. Like that's, I just love that. I just love the audacity of being like, we're going to do a big like car slash foot chase where the gimmick is that you can't see what's happening. Right. Where he can't see and you can't see, you know? Agreed. He's got a scarf, shiny suit's getting a little dusty, pulls off the mask, realizes it's, it's Nike Fist. Um, right, yes, was pretending to be his henchman. Now, this is where I think the movie peaks. Well, uh, this is what I was going to say. Literally, we had the prison, we had, you know, the train right. sequence, the prison, the um, Kremlin, this. Right. It's all just like that, like absolutely no pausing. Finally, the movie has to pause. And we're like an hour and 40, and now right. it sets up the character dynamics. Right, and then it's like, Tom Cruise is like, well, what do we do now? Also, Jeremy Renner, like... You're What's a, your deal? You're an analyst, right? Come on, like right. they finally have to like bug each other. Renner does some cool gun posing, yeah, and he's like, "How did an analyst know that?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, cards are flipped over. Renner, Renner pulls the gun. Cruz right. pulls the gun. Renner pulls it back. Right, like all in one little like. Renner was a field agent. He was supposed to look after uh, an agent and his wife. He lost the wife. It was Tom Cruise. Yeah, what yeah. a twist! Right. What a bagel twist. Uh, like cheddar. Clearly a fix to justify why Renner was <laughs> I there keep later. saying silly things because I'm trying to lure Ben back to the microphone. And he's just leaning back, just taking it easy. But it is brought in so late as a character wrinkle. I know, but I love it. I think it's good. I think it's good. But that's where the sort of last minute scrambling nature of the script's construction shows for me. Because to me, it's just like, uh, that's the mystery of the movie. You drop them, you, you solve the mystery sure. at the start of the third act. Is like, yeah. what's the deal with Renner? And then they're finally like, this is the deal with Renner. Also, this is kind of the deal with Tom Cruise. Because people yeah. are sort of like, I thought he got married in Mission Impossible Why was 3. he willingly in like, a jail? Is the explanation literally just he, his wife left him? Like, right. that's all we're going to do after all that shoe leather in 3 with the... Well, no, you know, you know the explanation. What? There can only be one female character per movie. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Well, no, It does bum me out so hard that Patton isn't in Rogue Nation. I don't know why. I think she should just be on the fucking team. Bums me Je out. Ne sais pas. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Three has Carrie Russell, Maggie Q, and Michelle Monaghan, but none of them really dominate. It's sort of like uh, you know, Carrie Russell dies very early on. Yeah, but she's really good. Agreed. Yeah, Maggie Q's on the team the whole time. Doesn't have a lot to do. Michelle Monaghan is 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 the wife. Is the wife? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. Yes, it it, it sucks that that's the most. That one sort of spreads. Yeah, right. And one has Kristen Scott Thompson and Emmanuel Bear. Yeah, Emmanuel Bear. Bear. Emmanuel Bear. Two has Tandy Newton. But the two has less team stuff. Yeah. Two is team a solo mission. He has no team. It's, it's also Ving Rhames. the only bad movie in this franchise. Yeah, but it's kind of the best sort of bad movie. It's okay. It just has a lot less action. Yeah. And the non-action stuff sucks. I loved it at the time because it was like the first quote-unquote grown-up action movie I was allowed to see. Oh, you sound like a fucking idiot. Okay. Blame my mom. Blame my fucking mom, David. For taking you, you to see it? No, for not taking me to see earlier films that I would have mm, enjoyed, enjoyed more and provided me a greater context for what the bar was. So, final mission. We're okay. going to go to Mumbai. Yeah. 
We're going to intercept him because he needs a satellite yeah. to, to launch his nuke. We're going to get that satellite. I kind of get checked out of the movie at this point. Well, I kind of check you out. Uh, whatever. What do you think? You. Like what you see? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, like what you see? I check you out and I see a a, a dunce. A dunce. <laughs> well, this this did not go how I planned it. <laughs> no. I thought he was going to compliment me. No, you're checking me boy. out. I thought. Well, thank you. Uh, how's Raya going? Uh, well, please, I can't talk about this. First rule of Raya, you can't talk about. Is Raya. it really? Does it say that when you load the app? No, you're just you're not allowed to screen grab it. Oh yeah, I may or may not have finally been accepted onto an exclusive dating app Here's my for question. Famos. Here's my question: yes. If you have a second phone, take a picture of your screen with the with the second phone. Great question. So I asked my manager about this recently. <laughs> did you really? I did really, and she said she thinks they might be utilizing a technology that she knows has been used for like top secret scripts. Uh huh. Where they're like, "Hey, here's an audition for this thing." It's fucking Deadpool 7. Sure. Right. Secret sides. Don't photograph In them. this one, he doesn't know he's in a movie. Right. She had a client. What? <laughs> he forgot. Oh, that's a twist. You're ruining this for fucking everybody. Uh-huh. That's Secret sides. That's five Deadpools from now. Secret sides and like your name is watermarked into them. She had a client who was sent secret sides and it was like, you can't download them. You can't print them. You can view them on one device. Uh-huh. And he wanted to save them in some kind of way. So right. he tried to use a different phone to take uh-huh. a picture of that phone. Ooh. And the app recognized. <gasps> That's crazy. And like blacked out. What? And was like, no, 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 no. Excuse me. So she was like, I wouldn't app be surprised French. if that's what it is. Because I've gotten so many fucking Riot profiles that I want to send you specifically. Uh, no kidding. I've been telling you, you just off sort of mic. like lovingly describe them to me in text form. But, but the thing with Raya, and I, I say this while making it very unclear whether or not I am a member. <laughs> Who knows? It's a great mystery, like whether or not Deadpool knows he's in a movie. Yeah. But if I were on this platform, I would maybe perceive that the profiles are like slideshows where you pick a song and then animate a bunch of photos to it. So it's really funny to see how some of these famous think they, they can define themselves yeah. through a musical montage. Let me guess. Mostly Coldplay. A lot of talking heads. Because you have to remember oh, it's famous, okay. so it's kind of artsy. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm never going to date anyone for the rest of the time. So they go to Dubai. Yep. And they meet Anil Kapoor. Mm-hmm. Who is a gigantic Bollywood star? He offers them ten thousand rupees. Uh huh. Slumdog Millionaire. Joke. I don't know. Yeah. He had just been in Slumdog. That right. was right. That that's partly why he's being cast. I'm guessing, and also just yeah. for like international appeal. This is when Hollywood is starting to go like, oh, we need to load our supporting cast with as many international box office stars as possible, so the movies play well in all territories. Yeah, and he's also kind of the, the hot guy at that moment. A little bit. I mean, he's very, very famous in yeah. Bollywood, and like that was the. A, Post Slumdog Run, when a movie with no name actors becomes that big, everyone's like, okay, wait, which one's the movie star? Yeah, were they like Frida Pinto? Six movies? Yeah. You, you don't like it? Yeah, it took a weird time for them to realize, no, it's obviously Dev Patel, right, the, the lead, lead of your the movie. charismatic lead of the movie. Right, took them about 12 years to figure that one out. Um, so this is, we've already had death-defying stunts. Yes. We've had prison break, right? We've right. we've had a uh, spy mission. And this is like another classic Bondy thing. A like briefcase. Yeah. Well, no, but also like the party. You know, it was the party, the seduction. Right. right. Um, and Paula Patton is not able to keep her cool, which then ends up being an asset because she realizes that. But I enjoy that. 
You know I what I mean? Like it's a better version of the Kingsman thing. Like in Kingsman where he's yes. like, oh no, I have to seduce someone. Let me go call my girlfriend. Right. Whereas she's just like, he's so repulsive that she cannot uh, keep character entirely. But somehow that works for right. him. Right. He's kind of like, wow. Oh. Right. He wants to, he wants to get domed. Um, Dom Toretto. He wants to get Dominic Toretto. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think all this stuff is kind of fun, but I also just feel like the ears out of the balloon. I mean, it's like, the 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 building is so fucking good. Yeah. You know? And because this movie doesn't have like a real tangible threat, a villain that's kind of he- neither here nor there, a plot you don't really care about. Once we've gotten the biggest set piece out of the way, I just feel a little bit like, okay, now it's like the sense of inevitability. Mm. I think the parking uh, structure thing is fun. I think it's great. I just don't me? care about Nykvist that much at this point. But the, there's a nuke. Yeah, the it good, literally good. Look, fires. I've said it. Great briefcase. Said it before. I'll say it again. I Great also, briefcase. I just like that the final stunt is not trying to top. They've already had their best. Yes. Stunt, but is just Cruz driving a car vertically down. But I also love the Renner thing. Yes. I love how this movie, be it intentional or not, like intentional or last minute fix, uh-huh. realizes what Renner is, which is the guy who's like, oh. Oh, uh, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. And he also has to do essentially the classic Tom Cruise stunt. He essentially yes. has to replicate the Mission Possible one. Bit, right. The sort of your right. hands are your spread eagle. Right. Being lowered into the room thing, but he does it without and, cool. Well, that's the thing. He's like to Simon Pegg. He's like, where, if Simon Pegg pitched this to Cruise, Cruise would be like, great, where's my metal shirt? Right. Whereas like Benji's like, yeah, I'm going to pilot you through it magnet, magnetically. So I have to wear this and under Renner's this? Like, huh? That's yeah, what? insane. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. What are you talking about? Yeah. There is no way that we're going to do that. That's right. we're no, it's a no. Yeah. And Benji's like, no, no, it's a yes. Also, it's going to be really, really hot. Did I mention that? I, and I catch you. I catch you. And I love the, you know, the final thing where the, the thing explodes, the little Rover explodes. He dodges all the metal Rover at robot. Um, they also, there's the whole business Oletic. with, Renner doesn't have kind of the instincts, so they're all telling him to jump. He doesn't know when to jump. Yeah. He jumps and they freak out that he jumped. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Funny business. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, pretty quickly, Cruz chases down Nykvist. Sure. I mean, he is just a guy. Right. And Nykvist just wants to launch the nuke, and he does. Goes to a parking structure. Yeah. That's Nykvist throws himself off of it. Really cool. Cruz drives down. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, it's cool. It's all these different levels right. rising and it's falling. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's also like kind of a cool building. Like, yeah. I think they just keep picking cool structures to fuck yeah. around in. And that is like some sort of famous uh, piece of architecture, that parking. It is like something lot. like um, The Incredibles where he designs that whole world so mm-hmm. well, where all of the architecture across the entire universe of that film has such a unifying aesthetic. Right. He somehow finds real structures that feel Brad Birdie. Yes, and somewhat science fiction-y. Yeah, which is really cool. And then what's the last thing that happens in the parking structure? Uh, our, our old friend, the detective, comes back. He's like, Tom Cruise, I've got you, and I'm here to tell you and then that looks, you're great. Sees that Tom Cruise's <laughs> finger is on the button that just stopped right. the warhead. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yes. I like the, also that like the warhead like clips the building. Uh, yes, I love the clips of the Transamerica building. Yeah. Kevin Zegers. Transamerica. That's why he got so close. Can you go to Wikipedia and look up who the third guy was? It was... Uh, do you think it'll be on Wikipedia? It'll probably, I think so. In development. Anthony Mackie, Kevin Zegers, and one other guy were the three contenders. Anyway, mission accomplished, and then it cuts to... 
Uh, our old buddy. You thought he was going to be missing for one of them. Nope. No, 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 no. Ving Vong. <laughs> no, Ben, you're... Ving Vong, Ving Vong, Ben, Ving you're, you're wagging your finger, but he actually pulls the old... Pull your hand out of your pocket and give the other finger. Ving Vong. Which I think is funny. Who's at the door? Ving Vong. Ving Rames. Uh, yeah, he comes here. He gives Jack Lemon his Golden Globe. <laughs> That's the scene. Have I told you... Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give this Golden Globe to Jack Lemmon. Have I told you, I saw that at such a formative age yes. that anytime I was unhappy with someone yes. winning an award, you talked I'd about be it. Like, um, I, I wanted Michael Caine to do it with Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Um, Anthony Mackie, Kevin Zegers, yeah. Tom Hardy. Oh, right. Christopher Pine. Weird. And Christopher Egan? Who's that? Who the fuck is that? I don't know. He played Charlie in Letters to Juliet. What? I don't know. He was in Kings. I kind of vaguely remember this guy. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was a real white dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy with a face. Sure. He's a guy with a face. Mm. He's a guy with a face. I mean, he's a guy who's got body, he's got face. He's got shoulders, he can talk. You can see how bad the Wi Fi is. He's got shoulders, he can walk, he can talk. He's I don't a boy. Know. He's, he's got barely got a face. He's got a face. Rachel, weigh in. Now, it's oh, Rachel hates not him. Jesus it. Christ. Dominion. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's let himself go. Okay. So, Fing Rames and Tom Cruise just drinking some brewskis. And then the rest of the crew shows up. They're like, hey, we just finished at Dave and Buster's. We ran out the rest of our game card. <laughs> like, it's like they were all like together as like a group. Right. <laughs> they show up together. And Tom Cruise is like, gotta, gotta say, you know, this is a good team we got here. Surprised wasn't my usual guys. Yeah, but fun times. Right. Maybe let's do this again sometime. Hands a bunch of cell phones. Here's the mission if you choose to accept it. No, he says, here are your missions. Choose to accept them. Oh, yeah, which is very Which cool. is great. Right. But he's kind of warm here. He's no, actually, he's, he's very nice. I'll say the way they blow his hair out in this final sequence, he looks a lot like Tignataro. Uh, yes. <laughs> Tignataro jokes about looking like Tom Cruise. Yes. This is the moment in Tom Cruise's yeah. filmography where he looks the most like Tignataro. For sure. They give it the exact same kind of flip in the back. Um, and everyone else leaves except for Renner. Ving Rhames sticks him with the bill but flashes him a bird. And then Renner's like, look, I got to level with you. And Cruz is like, yeah, yeah. That was all made up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. My wife's right over there. Yeah. Right. I timed all of this. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Ving Rhames is upset because he's now going to have to spend, like, what does he say, five days at the bottom of the yeah, river. Yeah, he's going to have right. to go get a nuclear bomb. Right, from the bottom. <laughs> from the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but oh, what perfect coinkadink. Here is Michelle Monaghan getting off a ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still alive. Tom Cruise had to fake his own death. Right. Fake her death so, in order to keep her safe. Yeah. And then he disappears like... A ghost in the night. A g- 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 ghost. The real ghost movie had no ghosts. No ghosts. That's true. What until the end? That's the twist. Fog disappear. What if that was the twist where they're like, someone finally kills him and he's like, you can't kill me. I'm already dead. What I've if, been a ghost the whole time. What if the end of the movie was Tom Cruise on the pier, flips up his hoodie, which is a very cool hoodie. Good hoodie. Um, good flip. Right. It's so good at the flipping. Disappears into the fog, and then the camera slowly pans over to a graveyard <laughs> where it says Ethan, Ethan Hunt, Hunt, 1951 to 2009. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. Um, we did it. We did it. That's the end of the movie. We did it. I'm just looking at the trivia. 
Oh, Ruben Fleischer and Edgar Wright were the other considered right. directors. So oh, Soundylands. That, that's a real bullet. So weird. So yeah. I have something maybe like, I don't know if we want to do box office game. I just, I worked out a little thing during Ben's the been leaving a lot of notes. Do you want we're me to? We're going to do the box office game, Great. but go ahead. Griff, I, uh, so could you read these pitches for me? Yeah, I'm just going to read these pitches. What, read what it is. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pitch these for Ben because uh, Ben, you know, is a little shy. Of course. Uh, this is SNL Mission Impossible pitches. Okay, ready? So these are pitches for SNL. This would be to do a sketch? Yeah. Okay, I'm just yeah. going to read it as is with no commentary. Okay. Mission more reasonable. Sure, just like a a pretty normal kind yeah. of like chill. Like what would that be like getting groceries? Yes. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's but a good like, mission. But it's like crowded. Uh, <laughs> getting groceries, but like, yeah, like on a Sunday afternoon. Totally. Like, oh, exactly. God. Like, yeah. Supermarket's going to be busy. Yeah. Right. Whole Foods is going to be packed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, where you're nice looking one. At and you're, nice one. And you're like, oh, but I need the groceries. You do. Yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention, uh, every one of these pitches has an exclamation point at the end of it. Okay. So does the header of SNL Mission Impossible pitches. Okay. So Mission More Reasonable. Second one, Mission Enough Already. Oh, wow. Mission, I mean, come on. Editorializing. Mission Jeez Louise. <laughs> mission You Can't Believe This Stuff. Mission, no, 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 no. That's insane. What? That's that's pretty close to impossible, but it's just like a little less. And here's the last pitch. Mission, are you? But that's not. Wait, what? You can't do that. It's a cold read right there. Maybe you can. (laughs) And if I can read the rest of these notes. No, no. He wrote, no ghosts, question mark, question mark, question mark. He also wrote Zyger Report. I guess we'll do a new segment where we report on whether or not Kevin Zygers is in the film. <laughs> you were asking for there people is. to report in, so I was going to say tie it into the fact that we're if, playing oh, Burger Report. you've seen reports. Kevin Zyger eat a burger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. then he also circled Resident Evil five times. <laughs> uh, yes, you got it. You got One it. One for each entry in the franchise. Thank you. Um, that was great, Griffin. So, uh, anytime. Yeah. So that's Mission Possible Ghost Protocol. And it's a great movie that I love out, so much. Now, here's what's tricky. Yeah. Came out in limited release its first weekend. They released it only on IMAX screens the first that weekend. That is true. Which kind of helped it because it like sold out its first weekend. It's true. Word of mouth was bigger it was when it went wide. It was a weird gambit that worked. So the question is, which weekend do we cover? I have, well, it's up to you. It's relatively similar it's just that Ghost Protocol is not number one. Let's do the wide weekend. Okay, the wide weekend, which is Christmas weekend cool. 2011. Your so, Lord. Right, exactly. So Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol goes wide. and Our Lord has, that Ricky Gervais doesn't believe in. Go on. It has now grossed uh, $76 million. I know. Not bad. Ends uh, up being second highest grossing in the franchise. 209 domestic, yeah. 700 t- worldwide. Good number for Tommy. Uh, real bounce back for him. Yeah. Bounce baby. Number number two is a sequel to a movie that was a big hit at Christmas uh, like a couple years earlier. Oh, right. This is two... There are two sequels. Hits of Christmas Pass that that previously opened on the same Christmas. Right. Two years prior. Okay. So I think number two is Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows. That's right. And number three is Alvin the Chipmunks the Squeakquel. No, it's the third one. It is Chipwreck. That's right. Well done. Thank you. Okay, so that's the top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not seen Chipwrecked. That's the one on a boat, correct? Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Um, Great. I, I only <laughs> see the Becker Chipmunks. Um, 
I will say Game of Shadows, I watched the last like 20 minutes on TV and enjoyed it more than any of the first Sherlock Holmes just because Jared Harris fucking I'm realizing we did this weekend before, but anyway. I was trying to remember if we had done this weekend or the previous weekend where it was in Limited. It might have been. I can't. I don't fucking know. No, we did this weekend. This is the weekend they're debuting. Debuting. So then should we do the Limited weekend? I don't know what to tell you. Well, but you don't remember what number four is. You haven't given me any clues. Um, it's an adaptation of a novel, and it's absolutely crazy that this was released Christmas. Oh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then why why did we cover this before? Something because else is in the Because number five ten. is a film we've talked about before. Oh, from the year 2011. Yes. Is it We Bought a Zoo? No, that's number six. Really? Yes. Number seven is also a movie we've just talked about before. Number seven is a movie we've talked about before in That's right. And they're all new this week. Big weekend. Big weekend. Uh, okay, wait. So what's the one I still need to get? Number five. Yep. Animated film. Animated picture. Fully but animated. Fully but- animated, but motion capture? Oh. Uh, Zemeckis is a Christmas that, story? Huh? Zemeckis a Christmas story? Christmas Carol, I'm assuming you're saying. But yeah, no. I'm sorry. Um, was it Zemeckis is a Christmas story, though? No. Okay. It was neither of those. <laughs> right. It's not the movie you mentioned or the fake movie you just made up. Happy Feet 2? No. Because there's some controversy with those Happy Feet movies. No. How much they're milking. Yeah, but it's not that. I'm just defending my guess. Or people tell me I'm dumb. Which I am. You love this movie. I love this movie. Oh, oh, oh. It is my dear friend. The reason we discussed this weekend before the box office. His name is Tintin. Tintin. The Adventures of Tintin. And so what's at number seven? So number seven is War Horse. Spielberg had two Jeez, movies this in the fucking same weekend. weekend. So then, wait, let's quickly because we knocked. Yeah, this that's out. fine. So the weekend the, before, where Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, opens let's limited. do more. Yeah, let's do more. Let's do more stuff. Yeah, let's do more stuff. The weekend before is Sherlock Holmes and Alvin are numbers one and two. Okay, Mission Impossible is number three. How much? Limited. Limited. It made thirteen million dollars yeah, on four hundred screens. That's really cool. I realize I just had him read SNL pitches. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're, Although we're Lauren good. is a big fan of the show. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what if he was? What if we had him on? What do you think we'd talk about? Not bad. What do you? Who do you think his guys are? His guys? Chevy, <laughs> Jim, Dan, uh, Billy, uh, Gilda. Absolutely outrageous. Oh, we're gonna sit next to each other every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's Good great. idea. This is great. Uh, number four is uh, an anthology film. Anthology film, uh, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, it's one film. It's not like a Paris Jatame. You know, uh-huh, it's like a uh-huh. movie with lots of different, a big ensemble, sort of Altman esque, except without the quality. <laughs> <laughs> it was number one the previous week. It dropped like a rock to number four. Drop like a rock In to number second four. Weekend. Is it called New Year's Eve? That's right. Saw it with Marshall film. past guest and future guest Bobby Finger. And did you have a good time? We saw it at midnight. I was drunk. Okay. Raise your glass. Was Bobby drunk? Uh, yes. Okay. On excitement. <laughs> number five is a comedy that uh, exists. Interesting. Okay, oh, so it does So the clue there is that it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, it does not. And also, I think it was like, it was coming out like significantly after it had been filmed. Interesting. Like years. It starred like a comedy name. Uh, the premise was what if he had a, this specific job? 
Jesus, which he so seems good. ill-suited for. Someone is ill-suited to a job. Those he, are my favorite kind of comedies. Yes. I know. This might be the next Ben's choice. Um, <laughs> it's a, is it is it a big comedy movie star? I'd say medium, medium comedy movie star. Where at we are we uh, in his arc? And uh, but now he's back. He bounces back shortly after, but with like a whole new look, baby. Bounces back with a whole new look. Yeah, he kind of like rebrands a little bit. Got it. Gets a new look. Does like a little more of like an action comedy for his next movie. Weird Al without the glasses. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. It's Weird Al without the glasses. <laughs> You're right. You nailed it. <laughs> he bounces back with an action comedy. Yeah. He's ill suited for this job. Yeah. It had been shot a while earlier. Been shot ages earlier. In fact, like it had been shot so long ago, I think his action comedy had already like come out and recovered his reputation. Weird. Yeah. He's a straight comedian. No, I'm wrong. It comes out the next year. He's a straight comedian? Straight comedian? Straight comedian. I'm saying, does he come from a purely comedic background? He makes comedy movies, not a stand up. Not a stand up? No. Sketch comedian? Was there an SNL? No. I don't think so. He's from the Apatow stable. <sighs> Fuck. It's an Apatow guy who's bad at his job. Well, in this movie. I mean, I actually haven't seen the movie. Maybe he's good at his job. But the pitch of the movie's poster is like, that guy in that job? I don't know. What movie is this? It sounds so funny. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, it sounds really it funny. Like a flop. It sounds really funny, David. I'm laughing. Oh, okay, God. it's an Apatow guy. This is taking forever. How is this taking so long? It's not a Rogan. No, but, you know, you're in the right wheelhouse. Right. So, oh, 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 oh. He's disappointed oh. now that he remembers what it yeah, is. Yeah, this movie fucking sucks. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I own it on DVD. We'll it was a trivia it prize. It's The Sitter. It's The Sitter with Jonah Hill. Uh, you want a fun trivia fact? He's a babysitter? That guy? Jonah Hill, but he's like a big galoot. I think he might be bad. <laughs> you, want a, you want a fun trivia fact? Sure. Uh, one of the final three candidates to play the daughter in that film. Mm, Griffin Newman? Romley Newman. Really? Yeah. Well, so all of you guys had your shot. Uh, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You all like were out there. No, Romley doesn't really act, but you know, she she's a, a very good. Uh, she's very good at being on camera and talking about food. Sure. Uh, is that and, what that character is? Uh, no, but my agents, you know, sometimes would like throw stuff uh, if if they they needed a precocious child. They're throwing mm -hmm. it at you. They literally threw it at her head. Wow. Um, but I I remember taking Romley to her. Uh, a callback to meet with David Gordon Green. I had oh. to like pick her up from school. She was still young. She must have been like twelve or thirteen, right? Like, I mean, this is uh, yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah. yeah, I picked her from school. Except to... leaving earlier because that movie was yeah old. Yeah, she must have been like ten years old. I so her it's a great way to public. end our Ghost Protocol episode. Yeah, you know who ended up getting it? Who? If I'm not mistaken, Jennifer Lawrence. No, who? who? Maybe it was the other girl who didn't get it. Uh, uh, Teresa Gadis is that her name? The Real Housewife who went to jail. Right. Her daughter. Those were the three people in the room were that woman's daughter, Romley, and I think the girl who ultimately got it. Well, apparently Jonah Hill, yeah. Ari Grainer's in this movie. Yeah. Rockwell is in it. Yeah. I had no idea. Is he good? Yeah. They, yeah. Max yeah. Records is in it. The weird, He's really the good in it, actually. Kid. He's very good in it. JB Smoove is in it. Apparently Method Man is in it. Yes, he what is. What is this movie? It's bad. Okay. And I remember reading the script. We wouldn't let Romley read the script because it was so inappropriate. And I was like, this script's fucking amazing. Like on paper, it was so funny. And then you watch it and you're like, Oh no! You don't want to see people do these things. Uh huh. It's like a perfect like spec script to put someone on the map to be like, oh, what a good like sample of their writing. 
And then the second it's on screen and they're real kids in those situations, you're like, I hate this. Mm. Okay. This makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, Romley and I saw it. We had a miserable time, but she had to admit that the girl was very good. Interesting. Romley's very competitive with anyone who is within five years of her age in any field. Um, she gets like, she can't watch the Olympics because she Chloe gets Kimba. jealous of like kicking yeah. ass. Yeah. I'm all about Chloe. Kim. Uh, I'm all in on her. Tweeting about breakfast now, sandwiches. You know, when we're recording this episode. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Ben is holding up his fists. Ben, you did a great job. Victory. Rachel, thank you for being with us. Rachel has just handed in her two weeks notice. <laughs> it's her first and last day at Audio Boom. Oh, and there she goes. There she goes. She is running. Oh. Where do you think door. we lost her? She's trying to catch that last helicopter down. I think it was probably, I don't know, uh, maybe <laughs> All hour and a half <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. The fourth time she had to physically walk over and push my mic up. Yep. Uh, so we're fun, cool guys, and everyone likes us. <laughs> Very professional. Good at our jobs. Um, oh. Thank you to Andrew Gudo for social media, someone who's actually good at her job. Lee Montgomery for a theme song, someone who's actually good at his job. Joe Bone and Pat Reynolds for the artwork, actually good at their jobs. Go to blinkies.red.com for some real nerdy shit. And as always, I don't know if you guys know this. What's up? What's up, Rip? John Voight looks like the Hall of Presidents robot. Oh, shit. Yo, and hey. What? On the low? Yeah, please. You know who's an atheist? Oh. Ricky Gervais. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Yeah, seriously. Rachel, cut the mics. What's up? Tom Cruise is really good at taking off clothes. Dude, he's really good. And put him back on, too. I love that. I love it, too. You want some more bagel twist? Yeah. Yeah, cool. These are good. It's really good, right? Yeah. Even good cold. Do we have an out? I don't know. Maybe we just chew out? I think chew our way out. All right, bye. That's just like, what's the slowest fade out we can have on this? This right now. Right now? Yeah. Right now it's fading, but it's still going on. I mean, you can hear it's faint, but it's still definitely. What about Light Bright? What if I made a Light Bright movie? What is Light Bright again? Is that like the Etch-A-Sketch, but it's lights? It's like a, uh, it's almost like a battleship board where it's with pegs, but the pegs are translucent and the board lights up so you can draw with lights. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I remember. I remember those commercials. There's a three-act structure to that, What should the headline on my early man review be? Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. How is it? Cute. Gentleman six. A gentleman six. Should you be recording all this? Yeah. No, I mean, I have recorded. Good. Perfect. Put it all at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Come on, Griff. What's your what's your line? Okay. Well, I gotta look it up. I was looking at Hasbro property. These guys are the definition of meandering. Yeah, we're a Not pain true. in the ass. That's what we're a definition of. Right? Episode yeah. of all time. We're a definition of. Uh, well, this is a tight movie, I guess. So uh, yeah, so get ready for a loose episode. <laughs>